You ruined my new jacket. Kill him a lot. And welcome to episode 5 of the Misanthropod Movie Club. I'm Snipe, and as always, I am joined by Quib. Say hello. Uh, hello. I am also joined by, like, Drummer Matt. Say hi. Hi. That's fantastic. How are you lovely gentlemen during this freezing cold evening? Uh, doing well, despite it being incredibly cold in the UK, uh, indeed. Yes. yes. Uh, Matt, how are you doing? Yeah, doing all right, all right. How are you, Snipe? You coping? I'm okay. I'm I'm coping fine. I'm a bit bit worried about how suspicious you just sounded. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm okay. No, I'm using kiddos and it's used to have the heating on a bit, so I'm like ah. feeling slightly smug, but without the guilt, which is quite nice. Well, I can just pass all <laughs> that part of guilt on to be like, no, no, this isn't for me. I didn't turn the heating up for me. You see, I do the same thing with my action figures. I'm like, no, no, my Black Series are cold. It's dreadful. Recommended storage temperature between exactly 21 and 21 degrees. You're like, okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, anything below or above, they explode. It's a little known fact. Yeah, uh, amongst collectors like myself, it's kind of common knowledge. I mean, I think there are actually like I don't actually have any Black Series in the flat right now. They're all at the new house. Yeah. Um... Oh my God, I hope it's exactly 21 and 21 degrees (laughs) in the new house. I mean, I know there are like certain plastics do actually work a lot. Like like they do degrade in like weird temperatures because there's uh, things, uh, people who live in like tropical climes. Uh, old action figures can have all sorts of weird things happen to them as like it's just certain, like millennials really. certain chemicals within them get like leached out mm-hmm. um like yellowing and stuff on uh transformers has been a big problem over the last few years and that's gets accentuated in like hot climates mm. okay but i was just making a joke okay but anyway, that, so that, that the, cool. the movie we watched yeah, uh, yeah. The movie we watched. We are we are just avoiding talking yeah, about. It was uh, it was my my pick this time, and I chose the 1992 classic Buffy the Vampire Slayer by Hatsune Miku. <laughs> and yes, we are going to be using that quite a lot because, quite frankly, fuck Joss Whedon. He's a he's a bad person, and we don't like him. There's a mm, yeah yeah. Well, I mean, in in fairness, he he only wrote this. Yeah, and then they uh, changed and... quite a lot from the sounds of it. Yes, there's a whole thing about that, which we'll get to mm-hmm. at the end. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a discussion. We'll bypass it for now. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to the end of the uh, the plot synopsis and what we think we about are it. We are aware. And then we'll talk about it. Yes. Yeah, don't worry. We know. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd presumably seen this before, Snipe? I have. I This was one of my favourite movies growing up mm. because, you know, it was it was just nice. It's like, hey, look. A blonde girl who has trouble at school and everyone calls her a bimbo is actually really strong and important. That's nice. Uh, yeah, okay. Imagine that. <laughs> also, it was really funny because, uh, for those of you who don't know, I grew up in a psychotically abusive home. My father would, like, uh, constantly be like, because, you know, Buffy's like the valley girl, like the whole, do you have any gum? 
scene in this, but he would be like, God, you're just like her. Do you have any gum? You're a bimbo like that. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm like Buffy. And I was like, fully did not get it. And it made me, it, it, it bolstered me quite a bit. Mm. So yeah, this is quite, quite a comforting movie for me. But oh God, going back to it was a little <laughs> bit... Very nineties. Yeah, I've yeah. I've seen it before, but I think I've only ever watched it once before, and it was quite some time ago. Mm. And I definitely remember the movie being better than it is. <laughs> I, I appreciate. I do have a bit of the the rose tinted nostalgia vision for it, mm. but it's my movie, and I oh, got yeah. to pick yeah. it, yeah. so no. I don't yeah. care. So let's start. So we have a very cool, very kind of awkward. Kind of like medieval intro with <laughs> the, the the actress of Buffy, Kristen Kristen Swanson. More on her later. And Donald Sutherland, love that man. Uh, basically, he he gives her a uh, like a fancy ornate like knife and is like, "Oh yes, the Slayer is born," and she's like having physical difficulty holding this knife because it's so heavy. And then she she thrusts it into the air, and then it hard cuts to a pom pom, a cheerleading pom pom specifically, where they have a not fantastically choreographed cheerleading scene with very nineties music because Buffy is a cheerleader. I love that it's not perfectly choreographed because, like, so often in these yeah. sort of films, it would be, but like at a high school, it never would be. Exactly. I and mean, like, presumably, and... I've never seen high school cheerleading because it's fucking stupid and we don't have it. But it's fucking creepy, and it's like, <laughs> hey, it's let's so all look creepy. at the sexy fifteen-year-old girl. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. But no, and like, like there's a part where like they're doing a, a sequence where one of them will do a move and then kneel down, and then you can see Buffy at the like front like get up a little bit and they go, oh no, wait, it's not time yet. <laughs> and then and it's that is very fun. Because that's yeah. just how it works. You're working with fucking... Well, I think, like, they're seniors, so they're, like, 17 years old. I believe so, yes. Yeah, about 17 years old, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's Christy Stewart. It's Christy Stewart. Yeah, yeah. It's, Whatever. Uh, I don't care. Christy Swanson, rather fucking... Christy Swanson. Uh, I know, because both of us have get her name mixed up with, uh, with Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yeah. Yeah. It's but also... Christy Swanson. Yeah, she can fuck off for things we'll get, get into later. Um, and very nineties kind of thing. There's you see the uh, the the monster hog mascot for, yeah, the, the, for the, the high school. The pig <laughs> mascot is fucking the horrifying. The pig mascot looks like a serial killer, and I think that might be Hatsune Miku, but I don't have any proof to back that up. Does look like him. Mm, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's why. That's the thing. That's why the camera is just awkwardly on him for way longer than I it should ex- be. <laughs> I was expecting the pig mascot to come up again later, yeah. um, no, just, because because no. it, it like looked at him and they'd gone out of their way to. Make a costume that's well, awful. Did they make a costume? We found a costume on a street corner. It congealed. And then you see, you know, she's she's dancing away and she's making eyes at one of the basketball players, who is obviously her boyfriend, who is the most 80s, early 90s looking motherfucker. Oh, there's no 80s in this movie. It is solid gold early 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. He's just He's just a goofus... But yeah, so and then you kind of go, okay, well that's that's Buffy, and then it cuts to her and her her gal, gal pals. At the I do ball. just I do just want to point out that you see the basketball coach who's like a parody of like a touchy feely liberal. Yeah, and he does this whole like all of the faculty are in this yeah. for some reason. Yeah, uh, and the, and he's like, repeat after me, I am a person, I have a right to the ball. 
Yeah, and he, it also shows that he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing tactics-wise, because he's got the tactics board, and he's like, oh, are we the X's or the O's? Apparently that's a uh, football uh, like <laughs> thing on the actual board as well, well uh, according to some trivia that, that I read. That, that's a nice bit of trivia <laughs> yeah. as well. And then, like, the, all, the, the, all, the, all of the... <laughs> There's a man there who looks like a gorilla. I'm sorry, that man is 50 years old. He's playing a seven... It's so funny. Yeah, there are yeah. so many full-ass adults in this being children. It, like, yeah. It's so funny. And yeah, and then yeah, we cut to uh, Buffy with her girls. They're shopping at the mall, and we get to see that. Haha, uh, pretty girl's stupid. Yeah, because you, yeah. yeah, you can't get that. Like they're going up the elevator, and she's Buffy's complaining that she got a C plus on her history test. And I remember using this exact insult on a teacher and getting actually getting detention for it which is like i like like mr so-and-so says i have no sense of history i have no sense of history he wears a brown tie which i thought was fucking hilarious <laughs> uh and then you know and I, honestly c plus on a history that's pretty good for the grades i got growing up <laughs> yeah I, the, the whole thing is obviously supposed to set up that uh buffy is in a friend group and they're all like a fairly they're all yeah fa- they're, you know women who are interested in fashion and how they look are bad obviously well, like i think it like i think what the the point is to or the 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 idea is to make it to show the juxtaposition of this kind of vapid existence that she starts in to you know against what she ends up as throughout the movie but it does just come across as oh women bad <laughs> women be shopping yeah women vapid she does like, she does talk about like you know, or at least young of, girls are yeah well my favorite kind of quote from this is because you need to show that she's a valley girl is oh yeah um oh, i'm so sorry that i don't know about el salvador like i'm ever going to spain anyway and i'm like haha but I will say they do say the word sitch. Sitch constantly. They say sitch And it it drove me, it started to drive me fucking nuts. I am glad they stopped doing it after about 10 minutes into the movie because it was driving me. They do drop a few sitches like later on, but it feels a lot more natural. And it feels like there's not a middle-aged Hatsune Miku running. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they're shopping. They They see a beautiful yellow leather jacket and Buffy's in love with it. And Kimberly, one of her friends, is like, please, that is so five minutes ago. And then, you know, you've got the, the yes man, Jenny, going, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's five minutes ago. Mm. Establishing the dynamic that women be shopping, but they be bitches as well. Mm. Because this is what movies have taught us. This is what movies are, are teaching us. <laughs> and she gets into a lift because they've decided to go see a movie. Um, Donald Sutherland shows up. And tries to get on the uh, the lift, and she's like, "Excuse much, rude or anything." And then obviously closes the door, what and then the- she goes, "Oh fuck, it's Donald Sutherland. I love that guy." What if her friends just goes, "Ah, oh, what a homeless!" <laughs> I'm like, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> to describe are- someone as a homeless. To be fair, so this is like the hills. Oh yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is California, yeah, yeah. so it makes sense. It makes sense. So uh, then we meet meet Pike and Benny. Who are yes. there? Because they're in, because they're in the cinema, and the the girls are being loud, they're, and, and they're like sat directly in front of the line in front of them, and they're like giggly and carrying on. And Buffy's talking about her boyfriend staying the night, and they're all like, "I'm gonna die a virgin. I wish my parents didn't care about me and were never home." Mm. And you know, Benny and Pike, the uh, well, Pike is is um, is played by uh, fucking Luke Perry. Luke Perry, R.I.P. 
And then there's just David Arquette playing Benny. Now, these characters, <laughs> I love them because David Arquette is the character he is playing is Skull. He is playing Skull <laughs> from Power Rangers. He is. He, and that means that, especially because his relationship with Pike is, is as such, especially like in the early parts, they are just Bulk and Skull. And they are. As such, I will refer to those characters exclusively as that in Would my you notes. Say Pike is Bulk? Pike is bulk, yes. Okay. Because David Arquette is just playing skull. He is. He's just a little bit. Even bit, he's bit wearing a shirt with a skull on it. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, I just am reminded of how the 90s formed my attraction of men. <laughs> how I'm, like, looking at, at, at Pike and Benny going, yep. <laughs> it should be noted yep. that uh, you are not supposed to find Pike attractive at this point. He because he has a soul patch. Because even though he is Luke Perry, he has a soul patch. And as we all know, that means that a teen heartthrob is no longer a teen heartthrob if they have a soul they patch. They can't be hot if they have any facial hair, which was very 90s, to be fair. Because mm-hmm. then then if, 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 if a man has, has facial hair, then he turns from non-threatening boy to threatening boy. Because mm. that's a bit too far. Yes. That's a bit scary. So they start, like, arguing, and she throws a Twizzler at him, and I'm like, God, why can't she throw a Twizzler at me? I love Twizzlers. <laughs> um, then, you know, they, they finish the movie, they go outside, and then we meet Jeffrey, Buffy's boyfriend, and his two friends, Andy and Gruller. Gruller is, is played by a 45-year-old man. I love it how you have remembered the names of these characters. <laughs> I didn't like half of this shit. I just didn't know down. I'm just like, oh, that's just guy. You can do that, but I'm, I, you know, I remember names. It's fine. <laughs> I, I managed to intuit it wouldn't matter that I didn't know their names. Well, yeah, <laughs> they are kind of just. If you put like sexist stamped it on his friend Andy, that would be perfect. Yeah, but yeah uh, I hate Jeffrey. And you're supposed to as well. Cause yeah, you are supposed to hate him. Because, like, obviously, she's a cheerleader. She's dating, like, basketball team guy. They're jock idiots. They're jocks. She, like, leans over the passenger seat and, like, fully, like, like climbs halfway down Jeffrey's throat. And then see, Andy says this, because her butt is, like, right there. And that, he did say he wasn't, he didn't want to try, try and sound sexist, so... Thank God for that. Yeah. Thank you for that qualifier, <laughs> Andrew. Um, he was like, I don't want to sound sexist or anything, but can I borrow her? To which Buffy's like, oh, Andy. And her, her wonderful boyfriend goes, no, you'd get her dirty. Which is, mm. love that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, love that. 90s. <laughs> not, not that it was acceptable then, but like. Mm. It was I, I, more I, acceptable, yeah. but yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to like that guy, but also, no. I, also at this point, I don't think you're supposed to explicitly hate him yet. He's just, he's just kind of a jock douchebag, yeah. you know. So, and then it, you know, it cuts to um, Buffy's house, and she's obviously quite well to do, and her parents are fucking shelled out in like the 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 tracksuit with the visors. Oh, that's that's uh, that's not yet. Hmm? That's not yet. No, because that goes off and... Oh, it? wait, no, yeah, no, I, I did miss a bit. Um, but yeah, the 40-year-old b- b- basketball player, Gruller, because uh, he, he split before, um, before uh, like, the chauvinists show up. I mean this uh, in a... In a uh, I don't mean this in a mean way. I, this is just the notes that I took, which is that this guy 
has a face so chiseled that he looks like the cartoon like animation model for an action figure. He really does have like the Chad kind of <laughs> just, jaw. Yeah, just like he's It's really out there. He 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 has got a chiseled face. And like. his eyebrows are so thick. I didn't think vampire, I thought werewolf. Especially play, with the basketball he play scene. A good werewolf. He would have played a good werewolf. I mean that entirely as a like, compliment. He's like, hey, I gotta get back and file my 401k. The fuck is someone sneak? And it's Paul Rubens being all spooky on a carousel. Looking quite delicious. Yeah, yeah, he's... Because, <laughs> yes, what he's actually doing, he's walking through the park and he can tell that someone is chasing yeah. him. Or if someone is, is around there and he's like trying to figure out who's, who's around him. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, you see Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Um, yep. On a carousel, uh, with a look that I think is quite fun. Uh, he looks incredible. I did he's not got, know like, for years that that was PB Herman. I did yeah. not know. Cause, did like, you say PB Herman? I said Pee Wee. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not know that was him for years, honestly. But then, like, you know, because he's got long, kind of like back combed hair, he's got a beard, he's got. I do like the look of the vampires in this, how they just permanently have big, long fangs and, like, kind of squiggly ears. They like, also they are all wearing. Ears. They're also all wearing very red lipstick. They are, they um, are, yeah. And they, they're they all dressed a bit grunge or, like, goth. And I'm like, well, this is my aesthetic. That explains a lot about uh, Yeah, uh, Paul Rubens, uh, his look is inspired by the look that he had uh, when he was arrested by the police and had his mugshot taken in 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his look is inspired by that. I, I've heard him... Uh, I, I've seen a quote floating around that he said uh, it's because it's the coolest he's ever looked. Yeah. And it also allows him to own it, because the, the reason, yeah. he, if you're worried and you don't know, the reason he got arrested was he was... Uh, he was jerking He had his dick out at a theater. porno theatre, and then they, and it got raided. And call me silly, but like if you're going to have your dick out in a public place, then at a porno theatre is kind of, I, I think, is... I will you know, say, if you whatever. are jerking off, context is incredibly important, and... Dirty theatres are where you that's where you jerk off publicly. Like, what are you meant to do? You're meant to just go and watch the film and you, not Yeah, there anything. and get a sore dick because you're not jerking off. It's yeah, like, jerking off in a, in a... I don't know if it's still the same, but it, it used to be the thing where jerking off in a porno theatre was actually was, illegal. That was... Yeah. It's because it, it counts as indecent exposure, yeah. even though yeah. yeah, it's it's very silly. Everyone's weird when it comes to pornography. Yeah. Speaking as a pervert myself. But yeah. Um... And they cut to Buffy's house where her parents are, yeah, shell suit. I think one of them has golf clubs, probably. And they're like, oh, yeah, stay away from the jag. I I did really like because this scene starts with uh, Buffy's boyfriend watching TV. Yeah. And there's a news, uh, there's a news reporter. like (laughs) halfway through a quote? Yeah, halfway through a story where it's like, the apparent cause of death was a severe neck wound that resembled, in the words of one bystander, a really gross hickey. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so California. It hurts me. That's so Beverly Hills. I love it. And, you know, she's like, they're like, oh, just stay away from the jag. And, you know, leaving her at home with obviously her boyfriend. And she sits down and they, they leave. And you can hear the car leave. And before the car is driven away... Because she like because her mum turns around and goes oh bye Bobby talking to to Jeffrey and he's like oh yeah bye and then she sits down and he's like does she seriously think my name's Bobby and she's like it's possible that she thinks my name is Bobby you know basically like oh my parents neglect me and her boyfriend's like that's so sad we should fuck and she's like yeah I guess so you know we have a tasteful fade to black while he's eating chips and she's eating popcorn I mean, honestly that- we know like how would this have worked. 
They're kind of they're, they're, they're from two different worlds. They're making out, but like Buffy does not seem like super enthused. No, but I mean, you could. That's pretty accurate, really. I can imagine sex with that guy would be pretty fucking miserable. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, I think I'd rather just go on a fucking twelve mile bike ride. But thanks. <laughs> um. Then she has. Then we then we have a Slayer flashback of uh of a in like medieval times again of a vampire like chewing on some guy and she bursts in dressed like a busty barmaid with that big mole on uh, on display and just gets fucking rocked because she's shit and terrible he just like kind of walk like kind of shoves her a bit and she's like ah! like flings like, and runs outside and then she honestly it's pretty dope she like jumps out the window and lands on him and then kills him and then it's it's, it's Pee Wee Herman and his like group kind of walk up, and she's like, "Oh, ah, oh, shit!" And then Rutger Hauer descends from on high as he is wont to do. Rest in peace, sir. <laughs> A Rutger Hauer has struck the movie. <laughs> Rutger Hauer mentioned, and I forgot to say jacket. The jacket, the yellow leather jacket. That's going to be really fucking important. Just. Keep that in mind. I'm going to be honest. I acknowledged it being in the movie, but I, d- I don't think I ever mentioned it in my notes. Cause I was it's like, really important, though. Mm. Anyway. And, yeah, he, he appears and he's like, he shouts at the sky that this is their world now and then kills her. And she wakes up and it was a dream. And I always thought this was weird because I'm like, well, where's Jeffrey? Wasn't he staying the night? Did he just, like... Pump and dump and leave. Presumably, uh, the the Rutger sorry, Hauer... was that a gross term? Did you not like? that? <laughs> Apparently, that was my limit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is what it's called, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Rutger Hauer's character is said here to be called Lothos. By he the way, he is Lothos. Yes. Then we cut to Lothos just chilling in honestly the most aesthetic fucking room I've ever seen, and we've got Pee Wee Herman coming up to him. Uh, and he's like, he's talking to, you You don't see him, but you see like the red, there's like a red coffin and he's talking into it and he's like, my master, I am building you an army. Soon we'll be legion. And then you see a hand rise out and he kisses it. And it's, it's, very, and I'm just immediately like, oh, these guys are in a relationship. This is a Dom sub thing. Uh, well, okay. uh, Pee Wee Herman's character, uh, it's Paul Aylin. Rubin's character. Uh, Aylin. yeah, I don't think his name is, it is ever never said. said. It's only any, listed in the credits. Yeah, I don't, it's never never said in the movie that character was originally written as a female character uh so yeah there's some there's some traits that are obviously carried across from that and it, yeah it just it makes the movie more interesting it really does <laughs> and like there was, seems yeah. to be like a bit of romantic kind yeah. of jealousy there about i, I subscribe stuff, to the, i really like that i subscribe to the what we do in the shadows um idea which is the all vampires have sucked and fucked their way through history and so they have no hang-ups about like that at all well i mean if you think about it, if you just lived forever you'd be, you'd occasionally be like well i might as well suck a dick funnily funnily enough uh, funny enough paul rubens does show up in what we do is in the shadows as dressed up as this character that is that is so uh, cool i love that so much oh, that's amazing. Yeah. and then we cut to school <laughs> in the morning uh, and they're discussing because they're seniors they've been they've been put in charge of choosing a theme for their senior dance uh, and they've decided that the the theme is going to be environment. And we see, ha girls do be stupid. Because there's, like, one of the friend group called Cassandra, who's, like, she's, like, the one who helps them all with their homework. It's insinuated and stuff like that. And she's like, okay, well, we need, like, something to talk about, you know, like, what do we do? And, you know, what's the biggest threat to, to the environment? And they're like, litter. Bugs? 
because, you know, girls do be stupid. What I'm just going to say here is I thought it was awfully rich for uh, whoever the writer of this movie was. Who, who knows? Uh, to make something that kind of feels like a jab at people who uh, make lip service to progressive causes but then don't actually believe or have much knowledge about it. I think it's really rich for whoever wrote this movie to do that, because it'd be really funny if that really accurately described them. Wouldn't that be crazy? It'd be wild, wouldn't uh, it? Irony would be delicious. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, that just, that just uh, yeah, was the yeah, thing that bothered me. Yeah. And then you see them all hanging out and the first bell rings, and then Lynn Boyle, Charles Boyle's father from Brooklyn Nine-Nine comes up, he's a principal, and he's like, yeah, we should go to class and everyone's like okay that's fine and then they're like I wonder oh. where I recognised him from yeah it's Linwell yeah. <laughs> he's a lot obviously he's a lot younger in this because that was like 20 something years yeah. ago but yeah. still <laughs> 1992 is more than 20 years ago I, I said like 20 like 20 years ago so that's fine shut up girls do be shopping <laughs> ah! <laughs> fuck off um, and they're like Oh, let's go to this bar. And Buffy agrees, but then she goes, Oh, maybe I should, because I've got to get a head start on my homework. And then they all laugh because homework is for men? I don't know. I thought the implication no, it, there it was, was... it was obviously an implication of, haha, as if we need to do homework. No, I thought the implication was that when she says homework, she means, like, making out with a boyfriend. Because no. like with the I way because so. the way it was like looking at the boyfriend and stuff that's kind of what I I have never okay. seen that I I always um. saw it as kind of a haha as if I study because okay. women do be like that I was trying not to pay too close attention to the large portions of this movie so that I maybe just uh, <laughs> wow okay <laughs> anyway it cuts to a rough bar where the subtitles uh, reliably inform me that reggae pop is playing, which is nice of them. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> I love me a bit of reggae pop. Oh, reggae pop. It's definitely a genre. Um, and they're all talking about the uh, the dance and everything. And who should show up but Kimberly and Jenny. And Kimberly is wearing the yellow leather jacket. Uh, jacket mentioned. Drink. Jacket mentioned. Jacket, jacket mentioned. And she's like, <laughs> What? And then they have like a bit of a betrayal thing of like, well, I thought you said that look was over. And she's like, yeah, but it's like retro. I'll let you borrow it sometime. And she's like, okay, fine. And then who should walk in? But Balkan Skull. I really yeah. want to re-edit this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just put that, that yes. behind every time on the screen. That bell- what? <laughs> the, waitress that, uh, the waitress that Balkan Skull is served by, if you remember correctly, is Ricky Lake. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? I read that on a trivia thing, but I couldn't remember. I don't know if that's I couldn't remember what Ricky... I've watched a lot of Ricky Lake. I could not remember what Ricky Lake looked like, so I could... I I looked back and I was like, well, that's... I I can't remember what Ricky Lake looks like. And who who has access to Google, so... um. Uh, Not me! But, yeah, and then they're kind of like... Because they're drunk. Yeah. Because, um... Bad guys, I guess. It's like, it's... It's almost as if grunge men who get drunk are bad, whereas jocks who get drunk, fine? I don't get it, but whatever. They dump, like, a handful of coins on the waitress's, like, waiting plaque. Like, I don't know, like, the the tray. And they're like, well, what does that look like? And she's like, two coffees or a hot dog with nothing on it. 
and there are the the they say thank you Charlotte bye and she wanders off and they start hitting on on Buffy and her friends not recognizing them from the troublemakers at the movie they saw because <laughs> they're fucking drunk and like Buffy makes a joke about them being drunk and they realize who she is and they're like oh, we hate you oh my god and you know Benny decides to be a complete twat and put the hot dog sausage over his dick and is like, hey, Buffy, I got something if you want to eat it because it's like a penis. Do you get it? Mm. And while all of her friends are squealing like, like someone just shoved a worm on a stick in their face, Buffy perfectly like just eviscerates this hot dog. Well, she like bisects it like down the middle with a knife and this bit is really badly edited. It's not good. So it like, it's it's really confusing because they they obviously couldn't figure out how to show what was happening. So it's like a couple of like reaction shots and quick And you hear a... And and it's like, I don't... I've been trying to conceptualize how she managed to cut it in that manner from that angle. It is pretty impressive, especially with... A butter knife. Because that yeah. is a blunt-ass knife. Like, to make a neat cut, like, d- straight down the centre of a of a hot dog requires, like, a hard surface and a sharp knife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Neither of those things are present. That's because she's the chosen one. If she had just chopped the end off it, it'd make perfect sense. That would have been fine. You could have done that with the thing. But no, they, they chose to make the cut be the way that makes someone <laughs> who is going to th- wonder about that just... Just I have get com- always wondered about just that. get derailed while mm-hmm. think whatever's happening for the next five minutes. Yeah. There's just in the back of their mind they're going, but how did that hot dog thing work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that my mind is normal, but that is what my <laughs> mind does when I see something like that. Yeah. So you know, yeah, but it is a valid point. It is because you you see the two the two halves of the hot dog perfectly cut down the middle. With what amounts to a butter knife. Yeah, yeah. And it is a bit strange. Then we cut to to uh, Bulk and Skull. I'll just uh, adopt that. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah it's fine. Dr- yeah. yeah, drunkenly staggering along like a, a, a high up road. The hills, because it's Beverly Hills. There's there's at least three hills in Beverly Hills, I have been reliably informed. And Pike's complaining and he's going, oh, I need to get this part because he's like a mechanic. I need to get this part for my truck because I can't. I, I want to leave this place. It's it's bullshit and it's bad. And Benny decides to become, and I've written down, the CEO of misogyny because he's <laughs> bitching about the, all these rich girls and how they're all the same and how they're stupid and he hates them and they're barely even human. And Pike's like, well, would you fuck one? And he's like, definitely. I'd give my right eye to fuck Buffy especially. The phrase that he uses, which I noted down because it's one of those phrases that when you hear, you you have to take a moment. Yeah. Uh, which is, her yarbos scoff at gravity. And I'm not, I don't want to be gross about it, but she's 17. They're going to. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and they sit down and they have a bit of a drunken talk. And, and Pike spike, uh, speaks up because he respects women. He's been drinking that respect he's been women drink, juice. He's like, don't know what Benny's been taking shots of. The disrespect women the juice. The disrespect women juice. But Pike, he's been taking shots of the respecting women juice. And he goes, oh, you'd, 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 you'd bone her, but you don't even like her. That's bad. And then he looks at the camera and goes, respect women, kids. And then he collapses. And then, and then he, he collapses because like, he's drunk. He collapses. <laughs> and Benny looks over the edge and he's like, oh, I'm going to be sick. And then 
is he he manages to stay upright, but Pike falls over, and yeah. he does. It's, it's quite a clever kind of bit of filmography where he looks down over the kind of ledge they're sitting on, and you see like a sheer drop. So when you see Paul Rubens like pop up, you go, "Oh, he's floating because yeah. he's a vampire." I mean, as if we didn't already know he's a fucking vampire. He's he's palling around with his his vampire daddy boyfriend, and he's he's got teeth that are three inches. Yeah, long. I, I I don't think anyone was was not thinking he was a vampire. Well, and maybe it's just to kind of show off his power. Yeah, that, it like, shows oh, vampires can. Fly. It shows that vampires can fly. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, um, and. Just as just as Donald Sutherland drives up, Benny gets munched on and pulled away. And uh, Donald Sutherland picks him up and takes him... Picks up Pike slash Pike. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, he's, so you see him helping. And then it's a cheer practice. Uh, and we're, we're pointing out Jenny is dumb because she's dumb. And they're still talking about the theme for the thing, for the uh, so the senior dance. And she's like, how about we get, like, a big sign that says, don't tread on me. And then, like, a picture of the earth. Well, that just explains why they're really annoying, because they're all libertarians. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> 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 and Buffy is like, because Buffy's different. And she's like, how do you, like, not tread on the earth? I mean, you kind of, like, have to, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah. And it said that Cassandra is coming to help Buffy with her history. Because, you know, she got that C+, because she's never going to Spain. Yep. Um, and then she before Jenny leaves, she turns around and goes, Oh, oh, uh, by the way, I kind of loaned Cassandra Kimberly's yellow leather jacket. Jacket mentioned! <laughs> it's important. So don't, like, tell her. This and Jenny's like, so unimportant. It, is it? Yes. Or is it? No. Listen, listen. Mm. <laughs> And then Jenny just leaves, and I'm just like, why would you like grab her, like grab a friend and go? Oh, I loaned, I loaned the jacket that was loaned to me to someone else. Don't tell, don't tell Kimberly who I loaned the jacket off. Even though you're like a little yes man, and subtlety in obvi- screenwriting is for cowards. Yeah, fully. <laughs> nice one, whoever wrote this, who I hate. Um, ah, it does the job. And then you see, um, you see her doing a bunch of like. Honestly, pretty cool tumbles, and I think, I think the actress did do a couple herself, but not the majority, which is fine. Um, and and Donald Sutherland is just in the corner watching her being a creeper, super fucking creepy. Yep. And he's and she, obviously she's made jump by this, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna be creepy in the corner and tell you that there's vampires and." Um, you are the chosen one and I'm part of your birthright. And she's like, what birthright? Is that like some kind of trust fund or something? And he's like, uh, if you like, uh, but we need to go to the graveyard right now. And she's, and honestly, credit where it's due. The way she, she kind of goes, uh, no, no. And kind of walks off and puts a jacket on. (laughs) She's like, yeah, no, you're definitely a nonce. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, she puts, puts a leather jacket on. And he's and he just tries to convince her, and he's saying, "No, no, you're 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 the chosen one. You need to come to the graveyard." And she's like, "No, I don't believe you. Does Elvis talk to you? Do you see spots?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, spots, the mark of the coven." And he's like, he's pointing at where the mole is, and she's like, "Ooh, that big big gross mole. I had that removed." And he looks horrified <laughs> yeah. at that, which is very funny. 
and she's she's not buying it at all. So she storms off and is like, stop nonce trying to nonce me. I'm leaving. And he's calling after her going, oh, don't you have dreams about when you're someone else? And she's like, yes, doesn't everybody? And he's like, no. What about problematic dreams written by white men? Like maybe you were a barmaid or an Indian princess or a slave. And she's like, yep. I was dreaming about being a slave on a big farm or something. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. Handled mm-hmm. fantastically. Nice work, whoever wrote this, who I hate. And she kind of goes, okay, well. I've just realized that because in all of the the, fla- the flashbacks to previous things, they're played by the same actors and actresses. I'm glad they didn't flashback oh, to I'm glad her being was... a different ethnicity. <laughs> oh, God, there could have very you... easily been a blackface scene in this movie. Oh, God, I'm glad they, I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> very, very much so, yeah. And she agrees to go with the, to the graveyard with him. So they go there. And she's like, oh, I'm having cramps. And he's like, aha, good. Which is a bit strange. Um, so they sit down and he points her in front of a grave. And he's like, oh, this is some schmuck who died three days ago. He was buried three days ago. He had a lot of, you know, tearing to the neck and shoulder, uh, exsanguination, all that kind of, basically just standard vampire shit. And gives her a cross and a stake and tells her to sit basically on a grave opposite that. And here we have the do you have any gum scene, which always bolstered me as a young'un. Because, <laughs> you know, just in case you forgot that she is a girl, a valley girl, just in case, just in case. I think I think the problem is like, uh, I'll, I think a lot of it is just meant to be the frivolity of youth. But since that is indistinguishable, indistinguishable from misogyny, yeah. <laughs> it means that uh, whatever was intended it ends up in the same place. Anyway. It ends up a bit worse. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. and then we have a hard cut to Cassandra wearing the yellow jacket. Jacket mentioned in the car park, and she and she hears Pee Wee Herman laughing, not in that magical tone, more in a kind of "ha ha ha, so gonna kill you" kind of way. Which is, uh, and then it just cuts back to to Buffy and and Merrick, Donald Sutherland's character, just chilling out in the graveyard. Uh, and then the dude breaks out, who is obviously being pulled up by wires and is eighty yard to just. He's got big teeth in. All <laughs> he's right. got big teeth, and because he's basically an extra, he doesn't have teeth that fit his mouth because those cost extra. <laughs> so he's like, it's very funny. And it's interesting because the uh, the suits that people are buried in aren't full suits. They are actually kind of just, they're like wraparounds. Oh, yeah. So yeah. He's, he's wearing a full suit. It's almost like he knew his booty was going to be out. He didn't want to be a little bit. Mm. <laughs> and Merrick jumps to kill the vampire and is immediately just yeah, thrown over this guy's shoulder. Totally he's like, oh, he's like, oh my God, it's Donald <laughs> Sutherland. I'm panicking. You're my favorite actor. I love you. And Buffy stands up. And there's two hands, like a woman breaks out of the grave that she was just sitting on and oh. starts like grabbing her legs and she's freaking she's out. She's all, there's another vampire. Oh there's God. two vampires. We thought there would be one. But there was two. That's, yep. Um, Buffy stakes them both. Yeah, she, sta- she, yeah. Uh, she stakes the, uh, the, the, the guy vampire who was attacking Donald Sutherland. And then he throws one very nonchalantly, another stake to her. He's all behind you. On the woman who I love, she, oh bless her, she, this woman in her oversized vampire teeth and her, her honestly 
milkmaid ass fucking like funeral dress. If my family buried me in that, I know they wouldn't love me. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, like kind of like obviously jumping over a few things to try and get to Buffy, and then just gets staked in the tits anyway. And Buffy's like, oh. Because it was basically a thing she did out of muscle memory. Yeah. And she's kind of shook. And I think that's that's quite cool. Especially, like, the... Because the, if you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, which I think did a lot of what this movie kind of did, but way better. Because, I mean, it's it was done, like, six years after. And with a lot... A, a good few more different ideas, like, the vampires in the animated series... Would that you would, they would the, the um uh, the TV series would turn to dust yeah and stuff like that whereas the ones in this just get staked and just lie there yeah they're just yeah. a corpse they just they a usually corpse. just conveniently fall off camera though which is quite useful yeah they do yeah they do. <laughs> <laughs> like ah they don't have much budget for this mm. yeah there are times when they highlight it but for the most part you're just not supposed to think about all of the corpses mm, yeah. yeah all the corpses of obvious vampires with like changed pointy squiggly ears and like elongated canine teeth yeah and like some a lot of them have like claws a little, little bit of claws like some going got a bit of a claw thing going on which is cool i dig that um which i think it's i think what they did in the tv series was a lot better with making them turn mm. into dust and also having their vampire face kind yeah of turning yeah. on rather than just looking like vampires all the time which yeah that's fine um, well, uh, after the staking, it goes to um, Bulk slash Pikes. Oh yeah, and he's uh, where he lives. To the literal the worst cover of I Fought the Law and the Law One. I've oh yeah, ever it's terrible. Fucking hurt. It is atrocious. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mate. I'd be trying to sleep through this shit as well. It's awful. But he like lives above a garage. Yeah, because so. again, he's a mechanic, and he hears a knocking on his window, and it's Benny with pointy vampire ears and obvious vampire fangs. Floating outside his window. <laughs> I like how uh, uh, Benny slash Skull is just like, I'm hungry. I'm, and... a, I'm a big hungry boy. I'm so hungry. <laughs> and Bulk is just like, oh, well, just piss off because you're floating and that's weird. My, fav- no, my favourite thing is like, because it cuts to Benny outside floating and then Pike goes, Are you on something, man? And he goes, no. And then just laughs and I'm like, okay, that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's just like, come on, Pike, let me in, I'm hungry. And he's like, oh, you're floating, go away. And he's like, oh, okay, fine. It was, I, I do, I do mm. like that. Of just, hey, buddy. It's like, you're floating, go away. Yeah. <laughs> if I woke up and Drummer Matt was floating outside my window again, I'd probably let him in this time. <laughs> I'm sorry about last time, Matt. <laughs> I was just hungry. You were like, I'm a big hungry boy. All I've had to eat today is a sack of mayonnaise. That's a deep cut for you right there. Come on, we need... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we cut back to Donald Sutherland, or Merrick, driving Buffy back to her house. Um, And he's telling her, like, you need to go here to this address tomorrow after school, which is, like, my house where I'll train you. Because he lives in, like, this fancy old building. So he's got a lot of floor space. Very nice. Looks very hard to heat, though. Um, <laughs> why the fuck did I go there? And she's like, I don't want to skip chilling practice. And he's like, well, tough, because vampires will kill everybody. And you have to. And she's she kind of agrees begrudgingly. And then confirms the thing of, oh, they can't come in unless you invite them in. 
and he agrees that that's true. Um, and he talks about how the vampires must not know her name. It, it, I think it must be some kind of magical thing of where if they know her name, that they just instantly all know who she is. I mean, that's a pretty common thing in like magic stuff. Well, knowing or someone's like, true name or is fictional a, is thing. A big of, yeah, thing. if you yeah. know their actual name, then you can you can affect them. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 kind of like that. Um, and you get you get a bit of a, a bit of a scene where Buffy enters her house. She is covered in cemetery dirt, which. Folks will think, maybe that's not different to real dirt. It is. Cemetery dirt is way harder to get out of clothes. Trust me, I know this. <laughs> she's Same got a bit of blood on her face she's as got, well. She's got blood on her. It's she's not her blood, but... It's not hers, but she's blood. She's roughed up. And her mother bumps into her when she comes in. She's like, do you have any idea what time it is? And she's like, um, around 10. And she's like, oh, thank you. I knew my watch was slow. You pay a fortune for something. Merv, we're going to be late. And you no, neglect. Huh. And you know, to show how her parents don't even fucking Yeah, they are care. the most absent parents. The most absent fucking which, parents. Which does at least establish why uh, they don't give a fuck about anything that's happening in the entire movie. Yeah. And you see Buffy go and she's trying to clean off the blood off her letter jacket, which I've written down. Uh, can't get blood out of jacket. Written by a cis man. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. learn how to get blood out of fucking anything, let me tell you. If you've killed as many people as me... <laughs> Then it cuts to her, like, she's she's in, I don't know, I tend to see, like, nightgowns as a very old kind of thing. And she's wearing, like, a, a white nightgown. And she ties a red ribbon around her head. And she, and honestly, this scene, still to this day, makes me quite uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. It freaks me out because it has, like, a kind of, like, background kind of noise to it. Which is always used in a lot of kind of very unsettling kind of scenes quite effectively and it's kind of got that amping up kind of like whine in the background and she just she goes and she gets into bed and Lothos is just sat on her bed and she basically climbs into his lap and he hands her her teddy bear Lancelot he's not mentioned he's not he's not named in this but that's what her teddy bear is called and then she cuddles up to it and you see his room beyond her bed and then like she turns over in his arms and he puts his hand on her head and she wakes up, and it was a nightmare. And I'm like, that still makes my skin crawl to this day. But she's still wearing the but red ribbon. But she's still bow, wearing the red ribbon around her hair. Which is a weird thing to wear to go to bed in, so, you well, know. It's kind of foreshadowing, and maybe I'm just, like, no-prizing this, but I feel that that's, no sh- that that's foreshadowing the fact that Lothos has an entrancing power on her. So she, oh, yeah, she yeah, looks no, as confused... As anyone, that she's got a ribbon around her head. Yeah, no, no, you're, like, you're not. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're not missing that. That's, so, that's no, no. I, so I feel that yeah. that's just yeah. like it's it's showing that he has control over her while she is not there. Yeah, which yeah. is freaking scary. <laughs> um, and then it cuts to um, Cassandra, who was wearing the yellow leather jacket. Jacket has not been mentioned. We do not see the leather jacket. Um, who's being woken up by a very sarky little fucking Pee-wee Herman who's like, wake up, sweetie, you'll be late for school. And I'm like, I love how much of a bitch this character is. I will say, um, and this this kind of leans into my overall feelings about the movie, mm-hmm. but the the movie itself is of a level of quality, 
but it is elevated greatly by the fact that there are so many actors in this Who that are just, are just living it up, just hamming it mm-hmm. up, and are like really go like they they are putting their all into not a lot. Yeah, and it it makes the movie a lot more watchable than it would be were people not really going for it. Well, I was talking about this, and Paul Rubens is definitely oh, one he, of those two. He in that. he is a joy to watch. He is an absolute, and his chemistry with Rutger Hauer as Lothos. Perfection. Mm. I love it. Donald Sutherland, the, the weird flourishes he puts into Merrick's character are phenomenal. And like, I was talking to you earlier, it's like he's talking, he's telling her about like her birthright and everything, and he is so intense. And he's talking bollocks. He's like, there's vampires, Buffy, and you're big and very scary, and you are a pretty girl with boob mole who can fight them. And I'm like, fuck, he's right. Like, he is so <laughs> earnest and like intense with it. I'm like, he could have been like, Time for Tubby Bye Bye. You know, I would have been like, "Fucking shit, maybe it is." Maybe it is. I, that would have been that would have been life changing. The way he commands that fucking scene. Oh, the the act, the, the chemistry of all the actors in here is fantastic, and honestly, it does make the movie so much better than it actually mm. is. So, and then you have Lothos being the dramatic bitch he is. It's just mid air, and like vampire reveals himself with his cape. He's like, the reveal. (laughs) It's like a a weird combination of it looking quite stylish and incredibly shit at the same time. Because you can see he's holding onto poles that are keeping his cape upright. Yeah, it's like quite, quite poorly done. It's so good. But it's also kind of great. I think if it had been done well, it would have looked as good. No, it definitely, it definitely could have been better, and it would have been better. No, <laughs> I don't. No. I don't think it's quite that. I don't think it's quite shit enough that it makes the movie better. I think it's just kind of funny. That it's I shit. just love the idea that Pee Wee Herman Aylin is is just there to support his theatrical husband. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, like, you've got to keep your eyes. He loves the reveal, so just be like, oh my god. Okay, thank you. You can come down now, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we see Buffy in the locker room, and she's a little bit late for practice. Uh, She comes in, starts taking off her, I don't know, it's like a, a green polka dot mesh shirt. Don't don't question nineties fashion. Don't don't question it. Whatever it, just it is, is, I want a black version. <laughs> <laughs> and Merrick's there, being just creeping up in the fucking locker locker room. Yeah, God knows Buffy... how long. God knows how long he's been there, just yeah, hiding in the corner of a girl's locker room. When she when Buffy comes in, they're all finished getting changed and leaving. Was he there the whole time? I think he might have been. Bit problematic. Cancel Merrick. I think his real. I think his name's John Merrick. Yeah, cancel Merrick on Twitter. Sure. Um... <laughs> Isn't John Merrick the Elephant Man? Maybe. I think, you know what? Same, same person. It's I don't really think they weird. ever give him a name other than Merrick. I think I might be confused. But that's okay. Yeah. I'm always confused. Um, and quite rightly so, Buffy calls him out. She's like, what are you doing here? This is a naked place. And he ignores her that concerns. Is, that is the actual line, by yeah, the way. This is a naked place. <laughs> and Buffy at this point is just straight up in denial. She She hates the fact that she isn't able to do things that she cares about, like cheerleading practice or hang out with her friends or help her friends plan the dance. Because suddenly this world-ending vampire bullshit has been dropped in her lap and she resents it. So she's going full denial, which 
Who can blame her? She is 17 years old. I, I quite like how uh, Merrick is like, well, yeah, you are undisciplined, frivolous, uh, vacuous. So, you know, uh, maybe maybe you're not the right person. And she's like, yes, thank you. Then then, you can stop now. And then he's just like, ah, but one more thing. And then just throws a fucking knife at her head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, but he, the flourish he does because he flicks up the corner of his mustache before he throws oh, the yeah. knife. And she captures it without even thinking. And I love his bravo. Like a little clap and bravo. And then obviously she's rightly horrified that this man threw a knife at her head after perving on her friends getting changed for cheerleader practice. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I needed to prove it to you because you don't, only the chosen one could have caught that knife. She backs him against a bench and is like, she forces him to sit down because, you know, she's basically squaring up to him. And she's like, you know, last night you knew I was sitting on a fresh grave, didn't you? And he he just turns around and goes, well, yes, because you needed to understand. And she punches him in the face, which moves him a meter back. Yeah, it turns out she's real good at punching. She's real good at punching. And he does, because he's got a little thing Merrick has with his handkerchief. Yeah. He pulls it out of his thing, his, his sleeve. And she's like, oh, my God. And she looks horrified, but she's not horrified because she's hit him. She's horrified because she's never hit someone before. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, I've never hit anyone before. And he just replies with, really? Well, no, he replies with, really? Well, you did it perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) And then she remarks, because women do be like this, I didn't even break a nail. And as somebody who has has done boxing and who likes wearing long nails... That does genuinely piss me off. <laughs> you can't have nice long nails when you're throwing punches. It they do snap, and nails to get a certain like looking looking a nice way, it's it's some effort. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's some cognitive load there, and it's it's really annoying. I'm on her side. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we have a a very fun montage where he's training her, uh, and she's she's slipping up occasionally, and. Credit to the actress, she's she's doing pretty well. She's she's doing okay. Um, my, one of my favorite things is where she does like a front roll and throws a steak, and then it cuts to Merrick looking at a. Uh, it's like it's like a stuffed sandbag body that they're hanging from the from the ceiling, so she can like throw steaks at it, and it's just got a steak through its right knee. And he's face palming, being like, oh my god. Yeah, but that vampire, they weren't a whole vampire, they were just a leg vampire. They didn't have so, hands, so, they didn't uh, have feet. You know, they staked a leg vampire. Also, yeah. they used to be an adventurer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Someone had to, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they didn't have to, but you wanted to make us suffer, so that's interesting. Um... <laughs> uh, then they're talking... Um, in like after training, and he's asking her how how in her dreams, when she encounters Lothos, how does he make her feel? And she says he scares me. Then it cuts to Principal Boyle watching Buffy run in because she's late for school. Because obviously she's like training all night. She's killing vampires all night. She's exhausted. And you see her in in the principal's office, and he's trying to be the cool relatable teacher. Yeah, it's like, what's going on with you? Is it drugs? Because I got experiences with drugs. I mean, I went to a Doobie Brothers concert once and I did a bunch of... <laughs> LSD! Whilst, uh, and, and yeah, Buffy's like messing with her... She, she takes like, a pushpin off his desk and she's messing with it because you can tell she's like actively listening. She's like, okay, 
wondering where this is going. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, and I felt like a big toaster. And, you know, he's, he's just carrying on. He's getting into Having his... Having this hallucinogenic experience. Yeah. And there's a fly buzzing around. And Buffy kind of puts the pushpin in her mouth as he's carrying on about being a giant LSD toaster. And then she spits this pushpin out and pins the fly and kills it. An incredibly plastic fly. It the most rubber fly I've ever seen <laughs> in my fucking life. And he's like... That fly was given to me by my friend Amanda, who overdosed at that Doobie Brothers concert and died. And you've just shoved a pushpin through it? That's not true. I made that up. And it's... And I love how he just kind of stops. He goes, uh, then I, um... Started freaking out. Uh, <clears throat> he just completely gets derailed. And it, it's it's very funny. But it is also quite funny as someone who has been in meetings like that with, with authoritarian figures, like teachers, that is kind of how they talk to you. Oh, yeah. In the way, no, in the way that, like, not that comedic, but they do try, like, they do try and relate to you in a way where they're like, okay, well, we've noticed that you've had some difficulties doing X, Y, Z, well, you know, uh, you're not in any trouble, we just want to talk to you, and... Then they kind of decide what's wrong with you, and then try and convince yeah. you that that's what that is. This this is a I uh, have, I, yeah. it's a trope for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of someone who has again who has had more meetings like that with teachers than I can count. Yeah, that's begrudgingly I got to give it to him. It's pretty mm. accurate. Um, then you see um, you see Pike. Uh, at his uh, his mechanic job, bitching out his uh, his boss because he's claiming that his boss said he could have, could have a part for his van by uh, noon and it's almost dark and he's angry because he want he's leaving he's leaving the hills and he he wanted to get out before the sunset because he obviously has a big suspicion that vampires are fucking running around and only him and like Buffy and and Merrick seem to get that yeah like his coworkers like oh you know what should I do if I see um. Benny, not Skull, Benny. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he just responds, run. And he's like, okay. Mm. And he drives out. Yeah, he drives out in his in his beat-up van. His busted-ass van, which reminds me of Bruce Van Bull. Rest in peace. <laughs> which was our, our band van for a while. It was very beautiful. We miss him. Uh, and you see Buffy walking around in a soundstage. It's <laughs> made to look like a... Uh, a uh, a, like a, a cut-off alley or something like that. I didn't notice it looked soundstage. It looked like an alley to me. It looked really fake to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. But, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you'll see the error of your ways. Who knows? And she, she's kind of just wandering around like, oh, yeah. And she starts singing. She's literally <laughs> going, oh, me, oh, woe is me. I feel so helpless and alone. Woo, woo, woo. And then starts singing a song about uh, being helpless. Yeah. And she has cramps. And then a vampire jumps down. She's like, ah, vamps, vamps cause cramps. It's the way it goes. Yep. And she, uh, <laughs> yep. she, uh, she takes him down. And then Merrick steps out and just clicks a stopwatch, <laughs> making her jump. <laughs> but it's also so well done. And then she says something like the subtitle said she said it that she said toaster kicked him, but it sounds to me like she says toaster caked him. And I'm like, is that a reference to the conversation she had with Principal Boyle? I don't know what this what nineties 
invocation is this? I think whatever line that was, I uh, zoned out for like uh, three seconds and did not hear any of that. I, do, <laughs> I have no recollection of this whatsoever. Okay, fine. But she kills the vampire and then they go back to uh, to Merrick's house. And he's, uh, he's chastising her the whole time being like, dude, it was a blind alley. And she's like, yeah, but I tricked him. And he is just not not accepting that. And he just yeah, says, like, if, you're going to a, hmm? if you're going to a blind alley, there could, if it's one vampire, that's fine. But if there's 10 of them, you're screwed. Basically. Yeah, he straight up says the cardinal rule is one vampire is more easy to kill than 10. To which she says a line that got me severely disciplined, shall I say, which is, does the word duh mean anything to you? Which is the most 90s fucking thing you could have put in any movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. And he, he just says, well, have you noticed the cramps you get? And she's like, wow, yeah, okay, great conversationalist. I had cramps, but I'm not due for a couple of weeks since you're so hot on the subject. Because, you know. Like, that is pretty much verbatim the line, yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just a line that's stuck in my head yeah. since I was a kid. So, you know. Um, and he he's he claims, no, then they're not. That, that's a like a, an early warning system, your natural reaction to the unnaturalness of a vampire, to which she just laughs and goes, great, my secret weapon is PMS. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> and then they, they have like a cuppa um, and just kind of have a nice little kind of chat. Yeah, there's a little kind of a bonding thing here, which I, I really, I kind of like you actually see them sort of interacting just, on a little bit more of an equal basis. And yeah. also you find she make, out... She brings him a cup of tea. And mm. I'm like, that's actually very sweet. You also find out that, that the reason why Merrick uh, looks the same when you've seen like pr- the previous version of him is because he has been reincarnated hundreds of times to train she, slayers. Like, that's his one thing. And every... every he's, he clay, Well, he straight up says it because, well, we don't have any reason to doubt him, um, that he is reborn every time with the knowledge that he requires to train the next Slayer. Mm. And he, he's responsible for finding her, training her, and basically that's his life. And that's been his life every life. Yeah. And Buffy's kind of horrified, like rightfully horrified. She's like, wow, like, what do you do then when all the vampires are dead? And he goes, oh, well, maybe I'll go to heaven. And she just says, well, maybe you'll get a job. <laughs> and he says... Oh, a job. I would have made a wonderful bootmaker. And and you can't help but really feel bad for the guy. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then you kind of see that he's also been fucked over by this stupid-ass prophecy shit as well. Not as much as all these other girls that died horribly to Lothos, but, you know. No, no one's no one's getting out of this good. So. No. And she talks about... um, He talks about how... That's that's his job, and she says, "Well, what do you do? I'm out there like getting like ten pints of fucking shit knocked out of me, and you just sit there and watch." And and he he does object to this, and he's he's basically just tells her straight, "No, I am not allowed to interfere, no matter how how much I want to, no matter how much I think that this time the girl is truly exceptional." And that's a really sweet kind of like moment. Yeah. And Buffy's like, "Well." I can see why. I, there, are, I do have something that the other girls didn't have. My keen fashion sense. Which he replies with, oh no, vampires of the world, beware. And they have like a cute moment of like, ha see, Merrick, you made a joke. Do you want to sit down? Do you want to have a lie down? You did good. It was a good joke. And it was, it's just, it's a nice little bonding kind of thing. 
And I like it. Then we cut back to uh, to Pike, and his van is broken down because he didn't get that part. No, he remember, didn't get the part. keen-eared and brained listeners, viewers will remember he didn't get that part. So now his van won't start, and he he readjusts his rearview mirror, and he doesn't see anything in there. But he looks behind him, and there's two extras dressed as vampires. Yes, and then he looks in the front. And it's Pee Wee Herman. And he's like, oh no, it's Pee Wee Herman. But he's a vampire. <laughs> I best run these co- I best run these guys down. So, so his van magically starts working. So he, he like ba-booms like, the two guys behind him. And then Pee Wee Herman jumps on his, on his van. And they have a very silly drive through the woods. Yeah, there's like an extended <laughs> sequence where just Pee Wee Herman is just hanging off this van. Until just he going, ev- <laughs> Until like, he like eventually like, punches through the roof of it, reaching his arm down. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then uh, they hit, and then they pass too close to a tree, and a low pe- hanging branch. Yeah, and he gets a, smacked a, a low hanging branch just twats into Pee Wee Herman, lancing him like his arm away from him, so his arm just lands <laughs> so next good. to. He to land, Pike. lands in the lap of Pike, and he freaks out, and that causes him to crash. And you see him crash into a tree, and his guitar, his acoustic guitar, flies out the windshield. Although there is one, I think my favourite line in it, which I have actually got to be the little intro stinger. I think I wrote stinger, that down too. Which is, uh, Pee Wee looks down at his like severed arm with his like minions next to him. He's like, you ruined my new jacket. Kill him a lot. Like, Kill him a lot. <laughs> and they advance on him and it's very funny. This is the point I realised something. Because, you know, he has a bit of a, you know, um, a pike slash bulk, whatever I'm fucking calling him. <laughs> Luke Perry. Um, Luke Perry uh, has a bit of a fight with the vampires, and I realised he's like the sarcastic, dark-haired guy who does throw down with the vampires. He's mm-hmm. a proto Xander, kind of, but he's nowhere near as a creepy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> as this Nicholas Brendan. Well, yeah, but no, kind of. Like the thing is, you can see a lot of the prototypes for characters that would yeah. become Buffy characters for the TV series. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like Pike. Spike, you know, that kind of thing. They yeah. have a similar <laughs> some, kind of some, some of it's not clever. Ooh, yeah, clever, some of it's clever. not Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do think um, there was a thing that it took me so long to figure out, but Spike in the TV sh- TV series is basically Billy Idol. Yes. His real name, because obviously Spike is just a silly name he has. His real name was William. Yes. And that is not a coincidence. No. <laughs> and I like that. I like that a lot. Also... One of the best English accents, because he's an American man putting on an English accent, and that's incredible. He, he has got the stamp of of being uh, one of the very few Americans I have heard who can convincingly do a British accent. Yeah, phenomenal, hands down. Nice one, James mm. Masters. Um, so Buffy just shows up while he's having a fistfight with these with these uh, with these vampires and humbles him because obviously she's the Slayer, so she's good at that stuff. Um. She kicks open, she she stakes one, she kicks open the, the guitar, cause, uh, and then smashes the guitar over a vampire, and then stakes one of them with the fretboard, which is so cool. <laughs> I mean, I hate to see the destruction of guitars, like, that upsets me, mm. because they are wonderful. But also, that was really cool. And then uh, Xander just faints. It's not Xander. It's Pike. <laughs> Sorry, Pike. I, I had my notes. My notes were there because I had. Even, I was talking about the Xander thing. So yeah. yeah. So and, and Merrick makes a joke 
Um, because he's like looking at Merrick going, Oh yeah, you're the old guy, oh yeah, and just passes out. Because he just does that, apparently. And Merrick comments on this going, and Buffy's like, oh, do you know this guy? And he just replies with, yes, uh, he's an odd man who tends to pass out whenever I'm nearby. And it cuts to Buffy letting Pike into her house and icing her elbow. And confirming, basically, because Pike asks, like, those were vampires. And she, she, I love her kind of, uh, yeah. And he's like, fuck, I knew it. (laughs) Oh, oh, well. And there's obviously tension there because they're the main characters. So yeah, there's a bit of flirting going there's on. There's a bit, bit of a... There's a vibe there yeah. and she goes to bed. Um, and he's... He does this thing where he, like... He's following her and he says, I'm sorry, but, like, who are you? You, like, seem like such a flake, but I'm... Uh, oops, I've seen you kill people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah... Basically going, oh, but you're a girl who likes to have her hair and nails did. How can you be competent? Never mind, I've been hanging out with the CEO of misogyny, Benny. Yeah, he's got uh, some fleas he needs to get rid of. He's got some fleas he needs to get rid of. And then we cut back to Pee Wee Herman getting chewed out by his by his husband, who does... Okay, this kind of activated me a little bit, because he sat on like a shade long, getting chewed out by Lothos, mm. with his arm missing... And then he puts his foot on his chest. Lothos puts Lothos his foot. Lothos puts his foot on Pee Wee Herman's chest and like chews him out. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've written it down like, such daddy babe. <laughs> and then he's he's complaining at him going, I d- my favourite thing. And this is why I think they're in, a, they're in a relationship. Because he turns around and goes, I can't even believe you, you survived the Crusades. It's such a bitch. <laughs> it's just- it was it was so funny that line, and he, he's complaining because he's behaving like a child. Then uh, one of my other favorite little like terrible like stupid little jokes happens, which is where he where Lothos then just picks up a cat and is like, "Ah, yes, just a, like, and I'm like, going to have a snack. Yeah, I'm going to have a snack," and then just walks off with a cat, and you're like, <laughs> "Fuck off!" <laughs> he's gonna eat pussy to spite his gay husband. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, okay, okay. That's a cis cat, so which is really going to piss him yeah. off because that's cis pussy, and yeah. he, that he cannot abide cis yeah. pussy. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, my father-in-law listens to these. Hi, Kev. Uh, <laughs> 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 then you see uh, at school, uh, Buffy and her friends are walking. That, but Buffy's trailing along behind them in the back. A little bit of mise en scène. That is not what that is. Uh, <laughs> and they're talking about how Cassandra's body was found in the wood and she'd been dead there for a good while. And she was wearing the yellow jacket. Yellow jacket mentioned. Jacket has been mentioned. And now it's all corpsified and gross and they're more upset about the jacket than a person in their mm. friend group dying. Because they do be vapid. And as they're walking out, Andy, the uh, I wouldn't say he's the CEO of misogyny, but he's damn close. Benny's going to promote He's like a regional director. director. He's like a regional director for, of misogyny. Is walking past and he grabs, he's like, Ooh, got to get me some, and then grabs Buffy's ass and she just judo flips him <laughs> and pins him against the locker, which Best I was like, so I literally wrote, Buffy underreacts to her boyfriend's mate grabbing her ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and obviously, obviously, Jeffrey is a jock and doesn't care. So he's angry for touching his, for, for, for his friend touching his quote, fang. 
his his quote thang is is we, what he said. We, we we don't like Jeffrey. We don't like Jeffrey. We don't like. And Jeffrey. I thought Jeffrey is a weak baby man who doesn't appreciate the magnificent Amazon before him and is emasculated, which is quite. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's quite soy, honestly. Quite. <laughs> I'm, I'm just using words. Yeah. And and it's very funny how Andy freaks out and is like, "I'm sorry. I see that I have made an error in my deeds, and I apologize." And she's like, "Just don't touch me, like that." And which is honestly a pretty reasonable yeah. response. Yeah. Um, and she goes to practice. Uh, she and like Merrick, like she's getting her stuff around Merrick's house, and he's chewing on. He's like chewing on his tanky. I like the way they made that like a prop for him to mess with. Mm. Um, I think that might have just been Donald Sutherland. I think I absolutely. I'm pretty think sure it, it was. was. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. And he's very upset about her going to practice because the. Well, it's not even the, practice. Get, no, no, she wants to go to practice because the big game is tomorrow, and she needs to catch up. So that, she she goes to the yeah, game. Yeah, we don't even really see any of the practice. We don't see the practice. We just see them at the game the next yeah, day. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I think the passage of time gets a bit confused. It there. does a bit. I mean, um, the the editing in this is a bit. It's not fantastic. The the movie's not, the movie's not fantastic. Not well put together. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so so you know you see Merrick getting very angry and he's like, "This is not. This isn't good. We shouldn't be doing this." And you know she's still striving for some semblance of normalcy going back to her old life for some comfort, but obviously that knowing what she knows now and being who she is, she can't really do that. So she's struggling fruitlessly against the pull of fate, which I get it. Then the 40 year old man, Grueler, who was killed by a vampire. Well, it was insinuated. He yeah, was, was killed a, by a vampire. He was like, killed by Paul Rubin. F- like 50 minutes ago in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, he shows up, but he's obviously a vampire. And starts vamping all over the court. Yeah, he gets pulled up to actually play, or to actually play on because he's on the basketball team. Because mm-hmm. because he sits down and the coach goes, "You've been missing practices. Now now, why don't you sit there and think about how that might make me feel?" Because he's touchy feely, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he gets out on the court and he's just intimidating everyone because they're like, that's a literal fucking vampire. Yeah, he's, he's basically using his vampire skills. He's to like just... hissing and growling at people to just keep yeah. ball control. One of the, the people... It's one of the people, because yeah. he, like, opposite team gets gets the ball and it's a baby Ben Affleck. Yeah. It's a baby Ben Affleck and he's like, just getting hissed at by this guy and he just hands him the ball and goes, just take it, dude. <laughs> I saw it, that man. and I was like, where the fuck is that Ben Affleck? And then I checked later, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, it is actually Ben it Affleck. Is, yeah. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Buffy, because Merrick showed up to watch her, watch the game because he knows it's important to to Buffy showing that father figure, he's cool. And they're watching Grueler, obviously, like, he scores a basket and by flying and then just slowly lowers himself to the ground and Look, everyone's like wow the Beverly Hills really do know how to teach people how to play basketball Look all I'm going to say is that I think in this particular region of Beverly Hills there is a <laughs> lot of lead paint since <laughs> seeing teenagers floating is just one of those things that this is not a populace that is you know particularly on board there's summit in the water like I don't know there's like a local like whiskey distillery is like filtering stuff into the water, so oh, everyone's gosh. just buzzed a little all the time. Maybe <laughs> it's the only explanation. Yeah. Um, 
while he's like swigging his vampire dick around and scaring people, some dude just steals the ball, which angers him to the point of he's just going to chase him down and probably kill him. Mm. And Buffy leg sweeps him and chases him out of the court. And Merrick tries to stop her and she just looks at the and goes, he knows who I am! Which is like, true, but I don't, I think maybe there's something about resetting when you become a vampire and you don't, I don't know. Like, I'm wondering, like, suddenly he doesn't know who she is or something because then she, then he would know that she's the Slayer and only by her chasing him down would he know that she's the Slayer. I'm going to be honest. There's, there's the a whole, weird, there's a, I don't really The get whole it. thing about her name doesn't really make sense and doesn't no. really do anything in the movie. Again, there's like bits of this movie that just are, are like... That are a bit underbaked or just don't really go anywhere. You could, I mean, I don't know how much of it is the product of rewrites or things, but there's quite a lot that, that could be uh, excised and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, she runs out and there's like a biker gang outside. For some reason, just a biker gang who are like, oh, it must be halftime. It's like, are they waiting? What are they doing there? Are they? Do they like high school basketball? I don't think it's supposed to be right outside the school. I think this is like a moment-to-moment editing issue. Okay, maybe. I think. I think more. I think there's yeah. a. There's, this is not literally outside the school. This is like a block away. Or yeah, something. yeah. So she's she's chasing Garula, and obviously one of these grown-ass men decides to just chat up a seventeen-year-old girl. Which, speaking as someone who has been a seventeen-year-old girl. The older you get, the less older men will actually, like, hit on you. You get that kind of comment when you're 10 years old, actually, more often. Just sad fact of life there for the person who uh, wrote this uh, story. And because he's a biker, he's like, hey, babe, want to get some real power between your legs? And she's like, yep, and kicks him the fuck off his bike and steals it. To which all the rest of the biker gang are laughing at him. And he just he got humbled a... by a 17-year-old girl. And he calls her a slur yeah. for a lesbian. <laughs> he just shouts like, you're a slur. I'll tell the world. It's like, hey, everyone, this, this 17-year-old girl humbled me. So I called her a slur. Cool. Okay, telling on yourself a bit. So she chases him. And then Pike just happens to be, just so coincidentally manages to be talking to a dude who has a dirt bike. For some reason. Yeah, this is just a thing that happens. And so he gets on the dirt bike, and you can immediately tell the difference between the engines, because dirt bikes sound terrible, (laughs) and like, the big, like, hogs sound gorgeous. But, whatever. And they go to like a float storage area, which is so Weird. It's a parade float storage ground, and I and it's open, inter- and they go yeah. there. I intellectually understand that if parade floats are a thing that exists, then at some point in the year you are going to require a but storage area for them. Open air storage. I know it's Beverly Hills, but at the same time, it does rain. It's just a deeply surreal like location. It you really know? is, and and then she's looking for Grula. And I've never understood this. It kind of has like a zoom, a dolly zoom on from a low angle at a, a moving squirrel float that's making a weird humming noise. And then she just falls over. And I don't know whether it was implied that Gruller hit her with that. I think it's the impression that he like pushed it out. But again, this it's, is, it uh, moves yeah. so slowly and I'm like... Okay, well, she just ends up on the floor. And like then... the, the, there's a lot of little bits in this movie where there's like some weird choices in the editing mm. that that make things a little less comprehensible than they should be. Yeah, very much so. And she tries to plead to him, and she's like, "Remember when? Like, it, it, it's me, Buffy. I'm the gonna kill you. I'm the gonna kill you. Do you remember when you drank all the blueberry schnapps and threw up on my mother? And then 
she gets grabbed by two two vampires who the woman on her left, our right, is just so stoked to be a vampire in, in a movie. <laughs> because when Buffy breaks out, she sorts out the guy on her left first and the woman on the right just has her hands kind of like, ah, like in yeah. claws, just kind of making herself look waiting big and hissing, waiting for her turn to get staked. And it's like, oh. Because, yeah, this is where, because, uh, like, Pike shows up and stakes Grueler. Uh, no, Buffy kicks him into yeah, Pike's stake. Yeah, kicks him into Pike's stake. And then, like, because Buffy stakes one of, the, one of the vampires, and then, like, sh- the other one is shown to, like, is, as far as we are un- until understanding the narrative, also dies. But all that actually happens she is shoved. Buffy, like, is launched at them crotch first and mm-hmm. sort of like slams into their head with her crotch and that kills the vampire which suggests an undocumented slayer power pussy slayer which is probably why they cut that out of the show especially because she's 17 yeah it seems <laughs> it seems unwise to include that. yeah but then lotho shows up uh, no there is a thing that's important mister okay sorry which is that uh, uh, when she um uh, y- uses her uh, slayer crotch to destroy oh, a vampire oh yeah then she la- anime falls onto pike no no not anime falls onto pike she joss Whedon falls onto pike this is a thing he does all the fucking time cringe uh and this is how you know that they are going to become an item because that is apparently how um Whedon's love language works yeah, you have to physically you have to pro- physically fall on someone. If your face I mean, falls that- in their tits, then you know that's the peak peak comedy. I mean, to be fair, that's how we went out. <laughs> you, you, I fell face first into your fat tits and was like, "Hello, oh, nice to meet you." And you were like, "Is it?" And A lot then- of things have been said about my body over the years, but I don't think. <laughs> what a weird thing. Okay, I don't think possessing fat tits is something that can ever be labelled. <laughs> okay. I fell into that dump truck of a Nightwing ass you have, and I was like, "Hey," and you were like, "Madam." It's been known to happen. This is a bank. Yeah. What the fuck were we talking? About? Oh yeah, Joss Whedon can't write very well. Um. <laughs> uh, then uh, then they get up, and Buffy's all like, "We need to find Merrick." But they don't find Merrick. They find Lothos and his husband, Pee-wee <laughs> <laughs> I love how he does have an in-character name, but I always just, like, internally, he's either Paul Rubens or Pee-wee Herman. He's never named out loud no. in the movie. So what are you supposed to call him? You can call him by his real name in the movie, but it's not said out loud. So I find that really hard to internalize. It's like I did mo- note down. You you don't know Buffy's name until she gives it to Pike and Benny at the 13 minute mark. Where she turns around because he's like, what's your name? And she's like, Buffy. You don't hear it said at all before that. Oh. Hmm. It's the yeah. first time you hear it. And Lothos is super obsessed with, uh, with, with Buffy. And you see that he puts her in like a trance. He's like vampire hypnosis. Vampire hypnosis. And it's like, oh no. And, and like, Pike is trying to, like, break through to her and can't seem to do it. So, like, Pee-wee Herman is just so fed up with watching Pike stumble that he says, oh, yeah, are you going to keep waggling that jaw of yours when I bite it off? And getting into his, like, feelings, because he's really feeling it, Pike just says, oh, yeah, remember what happened when you messed with me last time, lefty? And he picks him up with one hand and just says, I remember. 
and yeets him into one of the the fucking floats. There's parade floats here. I cannot get over the fact that there are parade floats. What what I there's a bit here I really like because you know the whole thing between like fucking Lothos and Buffy is like kind of ill-defined. It's like they have a weird connection where yeah, there's like a connection. It's like a bit romantic or something. It's it's and and Lothos has this whole like you know um, you know I'm not going you know no one's going to stop me and you see Merrick in the background like raising a stake. He raises that no he raises that really fancy ornate dagger you see in the beginning. And I I like how uh, as he's doing that uh, Lothos is like yes no one can stop me not you Merrick. And then he starts lowering it immediately, like, like yeah, because oh. he's not supposed to interfere. Yeah. Um, and Merrick uh, and uh, Lothos doesn't care and decides to just try and eat her there and then. And Merrick jumps in and tries to stake him with the ornate dagger, to which obviously it doesn't go well. Merrick easily turns it back on uh, uh, Lothos. Easily turns it back on Merrick and stakes him instead. Hmm. And then does not staking kills humans quite well as well. Yeah, who knew, right? And he walks off, and Pee-wee's like, Babe, we're not eating? And he's just very, she's not ready. And it's like a... Again, I'm not really... I'm not 100% sure of the stakes of... Well, you see, you put them in a vampire's heart. No, no. Like, I know know that... uh, Like, I can work out that, you know, there needs to be a certain point at which Lothos considers it to be, like, the time to, to kill the Slayer. Like... I know there's like, like a thing there, but like the the reasoning and the like stakes of doing so just are so like ill defined, ill defined that it, I it, like because Merrick when he's dying he does say that the Lothos is like a dance or like mm. a play, and he's talking about this as if it's like some it, again it's it's ill defined. Who the fuck knows? Although he does there say, essentially, that um, Buffy not being conventional is, like, a good, actually. Because she's not playing, like, Lothos's game. Well, no, it kind of, it's kind of a bit heartbreaking, because she's holding him as he's dying. And he's, he just says, you do everything wrong. And she goes, I'm sorry, I'll take it back. And he goes, no, no, it's working. You do it wrong. Like, it's like so do it wrong. Because it's, you're making mm. it work. And it's like, that's really cool. And he he starts saying this whole thing. It's like when the music stops, and then he dies. And it's like um, all that's left then is, and then and he then dies. Then he dies. Incompleting a Shakespeare illusion. Um, mm, exactly. Uh, then it cuts to them, like Pike and Buffy, in Merrick's house, and she's just crying, and he's just watching her cry for a bit. Cause, yeah. Then yep. it cuts back to her friends. They're getting ready for the dance. And they're talking smack about Buffy saying, oh, God, she was so freaky. And she just jumped into the court and kicked, like, that 40-year-old man. <laughs> that was weird. And she comes in and she's obviously upset. Merrick's died. She's she's all over the place. And she kind of just wants to talk to her friends. And I've written, she needs to talk to her friends. But they're superficial. They're bimbos. Upside down smiley face. So she's trying to be like, oh yeah, so there's this guy, and they're like, oh my god, are you having an affair? Cool. And it's a bunch of silliness. And she gets very frustrated with them. And she she just kind of like shouts at them. And Kimberly, 
says, get out of my facial, because this was written by a man in the 90s. Um, so you see her going out that night, and she's just wandering around, and Pike catches up to her. And he is super, super stoked to kill a bunch of vampires. He can't help but he, he can't help but want to do that. He also has a new bike. He has a bike for some reason. He's not riding the dirt bike. He's riding like a more conventional uh, bike. And I mm. don't think it's the one Buffy stole. No, it's not. Um, it's a it's a, and it's a third type of bike entirely. Yeah. So he had oh. he he has gone through three modes of transportation mm-hmm. in quick succession. Despite as far as we are, every part about his coding as a character suggesting that. He would does not have disposable income. No, but she does because she's going to buy a dress because she's oh, yeah. desperately clinging to to the idea of normalcy. So she wants to go to the dance with her friends, and Pike thinks this is awful and has an angry conversation. They have they have a fight outside of a photo booth who is occupied by someone wearing camo trousers. Don't think about it. Um, <laughs> and. She she basically says, look, I'm going to the dance, I'm going to drink punch and be with my friends and not give a shit because she blames herself for Merrick's death and she's really upset and she's upset with herself for not being able to fight back against Lothos and fuck him and storms off. And Pike is like, "Your Benny was right, I shouldn't be drinking respect women juice, Sigma male for life, ho! And then angrily bike, like motorbikes away. <laughs> and then Benny pops, see, I popped out the photo booth. And he goes, Buffy? And then, I don't know, just sniffs away. It's really weird the way he leaves. And then there's a cute thing of the photo booth prints out a bunch of photos with no with nothing in it. And it's like, you get it. Cause Which he doesn't, he can't be photographed and you can't see them in mirrors. Do you get it? Yeah. 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 And then you see, um, you see, you see, like, Lothos and his husband bitching, his husband Pee Pee Wee Herman, and Pee Wee Herman's complaining. Going, why are we waiting to get the dance? We know that Buffy is is the chosen one, and we can kill her right now. And he's like, but I don't want to kill her right now. I want to dance. And Pee Wee is like, okay, fine, and goes to kiss his hand, and then gets a psych boop on the forehead. <laughs> it's like. These guys are so, so old, undead, and gay, it kills me. So, there's a montage of Pike at home, carving steaks out of every bit of wood in his house, and then Buffy buying dresses, and then it cuts to the dance. Uh, No, 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 no. Important factor, important factor Mm -hmm. is that during the uh, the, the mini montage of uh, Pike uh, preparing... He shaves off his soul patch. Oh, I forgot. Showing that he is truly ready for battle. I, as Man a, cannot enter battle. He's truly attractive. Yeah. With a soul patch. You can't, you can't enter battle or it be considered conventionally off. attractive with I a soul patch. I remember, because it's, it's kind of played up as a joke where he's got a cutthroat razor and his entire face is... Yeah. And he just n- nicks the soul yeah, patch off yeah. and then he's like, right, I'm done. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a fun bit. And I remember as, as a little girl being like, no, not the soul patch. He's significantly less, less attractive to me right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we have that, that montage and then that happens. And then the, the dance. It's the it's night of the dance and it's the most 90s fucking thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
Buffy shows up and she is very overdressed. And you see her friend is like dressed very kind of like very 80s, like kind of early, like early 90s, very plasticky kind of. Oh, I fucking hate that fashion. <laughs> it's ugly as hell. And they're just bitching and like tearing everyone down because they do be like that. And Buffy approaches and it's like, oh, hi, because she's in like this beautiful flowing white dress that's way too sophisticated for a fucking dance. It looks more like a wedding dress. It kind of does, yeah. And I think it's intentional because of the fight with Lothos and stuff like that. And she goes up and she's like, oh, hey, have you seen Jeffrey? The limo didn't arrive. And her friends are looking past her and giggling and not fucking talking to her because they do be like that. So she turns around and sees him and is like, hey, Jeffrey, what the hell? And he was like, I, oh, I'm here with Jenny. Which is like, wow, what a scummy move with, with the little yes man. And she's confused and is unasked him to explain. To which he was like, you knew it was going to happen. I told you all of this. And she replies, no, you didn't. To which he replies, yeah, I did. I called you and you weren't home. So I had to leave a message because you're, you're never home. And she's rightfully outraged because he broke up with her machine the night of the dance mm. and then took one of her friends instead, which is super shitty. He he gets mad, snaps his fingers at Jenny, goes, Jenny, we're leaving. And of course, Jenny follows him because there's another misogyny. I don't know where in the company he is, <laughs> but he's pretty high up mm. there. So Buffy goes off to the side because the moment she gets dumped, a romantic song comes up <laughs> because the DJ hates women. But fortunately, fortunately, fortunately but while she's crying in the corner and with her back to the main door so she doesn't see... Yeah. Pike, I've written, Pike shows up looking like 90% of men I was crushing on as a teen. <laughs> he's got a leather jacket on. You see, <laughs> he's got his hair swept back. You see, that's the thing. I, I wrote, it's like, you know, he could, you know, he's come through. Um, he's he got uh, rid of that soul patch. So now he's an unthreatening boy. Yeah, he slicked his hair back. He's got no soul patch. He's wearing a leather jacket. He is now fully activated as Luke Perry. <laughs> yes. His Luke Perry powers <laughs> have activated... Yeah. And now every teenage girl no, wait, in 1992 wait. is unable to resist. Honestly, he's missing the earring because he had one earring. Uh, okay, so he's at like 95% power. He's at he's like 95% Perry yeah. power. Perry power. That's, yeah, what, that's okay. what we're doing. Perry yeah. power. Um, so he, he comes in and does the just a really annoying thing where he taps her shoulder and then hides. And it's like, okay, so they are 17. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Sure. Well, I think he's probably like twenty. Or yeah, something. I think he, he's, he's like he's, he's thirty-five years old. <laughs> I don't think it's ever actually said exactly how old well, he is. There may be a problematic age gap here. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, this this that. author mm. writing something like that in there. Anyway, um, and he makes a jump, and he gives her a, a paper flower, and she and he cheers her up, and he's like, "Hey, uh, would I get my ass kicked if I asked you to dance?" And she's like, oh, "Maybe," flirting back, and I've written. Pike embraces the Amazon. They dance. <laughs> and then he fully comes out with, oh, you know, Buffy, you're not like other girls. Which, cringe, if a man says that to you, staple his foreskin to his eyelids. 
Just do it if if he has a foreskin. I feel that's in the same bracket as um, you're very mature for your age. It's it's a massive red flag. <laughs> not gonna lie. And to which Buffy, without skipping a beat, is like, "That was a misogynistic thing to say." Yes, I am. And then they just don't say anything else because <laughs> he's realised that <laughs> hanging around with the CEO of misogyny, like he has been, has has rubbed off on him in an unpleasant way. And then they make out because she's like, "I can change you." <laughs> and then vampires happen. Finally, finally, finally vampires, vampires attack. Vampires and, attack the dance. Yeah, which honestly, thank fuck, because they get in there and the music immediately gets better. <laughs> yeah, meta. <laughs> One of the first things that happens is like the DJ is replaced with a vampire DJ who then just puts on like actually, flash metal. Like, yeah, actually good music. It's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and there's a really fun thing where when the vampires break in, Buffy instinctively step, like, puts her body in front of Pikes and he's he kind of notices and is like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's like, good, good. Then the doors fly open and there's some of the most... you Okay, you can tell when someone's dressing in something they're not comfortable with wearing, that they're not used to wearing. None of these people are used to dressing like that. And mm. you can tell. There's, there's I, I a felt... certain discomfort. Like with, There's like a dude there with like, he's got a dog collar on and he's shirtless, but he's got a leather jacket on. And you can tell the guy's like, this is horrible. <laughs> And they're all trying to talk with their fangs in, which is adorable as well. I think and this is one of the bits where just some of the the ways things are framed really kind of shows off how cheaply some parts yeah. of this movie was made. <laughs> and they they demand that they send out Buffy or they'll come in. And Buffy's like, don't worry, they can't come in unless they're invited. And Kimberly is just like, I already invited them. They're all seniors. They're, they're seniors! And it's like, you know what? Not, it's not on Kimberly there. Yeah. That's... that's not her fault. As much as we do not stand Kimberly here. She doesn't have... In Kim, this, Kimberly, she was faultless. last name. In this, she was faultless. So, Pike is like, oh, awesome. I got a bag full of murdering implements in case this would happen. Here, let's, let's go kill them. And Buffy says, no, I'm going to. You're not. I'm glad one of us brought murder implements. And then she stands up to leave after she gives him a peck on the mouth. And he grabs her he grabs her dress and conveniently rips it into a very manageable miniskirt. And then takes his jacket off and throws it at her. And it's it's a look. It is complimentary. She has now gained the outfit that you will usually see when... Uh, when well, that uh, was repeated in the end of the first season of the Buffy TV show yeah. when she fought the master. Yeah. I think it was the first season. Where, she, yeah, she's in like a white prom dress and she's got a leather jacket on. Yeah. Which is very cool. It's a cool look. Uh, cool also, look. like, little callback because the first time she ever encountered a vampire, she was wearing her boyfriend's leather jacket. And the, mm. the time she's doing the big fight against the big a, evil a vampire. It's like a varsity jacket. like a varsity, like a letter jacket, that's what I said. Oh, sorry, I thought yeah. you said leather. Um, no. And now she's wearing Pike's jacket, insinuating that she needs to have at least the input of a male to do anything. She can that, only find That is not a, no. full, a serious no. reading. I am being <laughs> facetious. She wears boyfriend jacket to kill vampires. It's just a thing. Okay? She has to. She has to have a bit of a man there, otherwise she's incomplete. Um... <laughs> And I did put jacket mention. No, not that kind of jacket mention. Mm, no. I'm sorry. But so they go out 
Buffy goes out and they're all like lined up near the door like she's won an award or something and they they, they wait for the camera to do a very like early 90s zoom in and then she does some flips and you see Cassandra with the yellow jacket there but she's got her hair back home so you know she's a vampire now it's very sexy but yeah that's the last time yellow jacket mentioned okay Uh, and then they have a fight which is I put down the most Power Ranger turn-based fight yeah, it's very very Power Rangers fight there, There's a woman yeah. in like a, a, a PVC bodysuit who just kind of stands there looking awkward, like, oh, oh, I can't, oh, I can't get her now. Oh, no. That's bad. And she jumps the fence and runs away and just runs across Jenny and Jeffrey fucking in his car. To which Buffy, ha- like, she may be a feminist, but she's not, not going to slut shame her. <laughs> fucking ex-friend or ex-boyfriend because she stops looks at them and goes that was quick and then keeps running (laughs) which is like well that wasn't necessary but sure so she's running she runs i don't know another part of the school i guess again the editing's a bit strange and fucking peewee herman jumps through the window and kicks it to the floor and she's having cramps because vampires are nearby vamps cause cramps and he kicks her and is is like hi how are you kicks her again i love i love the chemistry i I just i could watch Wee herman do this all day and she says i'm fine but you're obviously having a bad hair day and he's like oh funny and kicks her in the guts again which is funny (laughs) um she manages to get up and runs the first two doors are locked and he's just walking behind like terminator walking behind her because he's quite happy he knows he's gonna catch up to her and she runs through the door, the third door, and he goes, oh, she could go behind, what's the door number three? Which, again, mm. haha, that's fun. Uh, and, I've, and then it cuts back to the, because uh, it frequently cuts back to the interior of the dance where the vampires are trying to get in, or, or they have gotten in at this point. And they're just, they're just causing a ruckus. Yeah, like people are trying to fight them, but they're fending them off very badly. Yeah, and vampires are just fucking around, just being idiots. And... Benny properly goes in at Pike, and I've written down, oh my god, Vamp Benny is kind of hot with the hair and his, like, silver tooth. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and they have a bit of a, a, a kerfuffle, uh, and he grabs he grabs Pike and he's like, so I'm still the CEO of misogyny. Uh, look at all these sheeple. Oh, now, if they were like me and ate brain force every day, then... They'd be alpha males like I am. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what Benny says. I think you may be stretching the limits of paraphrasing. No. So we cut back to Buffy and uh, Pee-wee fighting. And Pee-wee's doing pretty well, until he isn't. And he's taunting her, and he turns around, and I wrote this down. We're immortal, Buffy. We can do anything. And she she pushes him against the wall with a stake raised above her hand. He goes, oh yeah? Clap. Bit ableist there, Bit Buffy. ableist, Buffy. Bit fucking ableist there, love. I mean, it'll grow back. He's a vampire, but fucking hell. Fucking hell, love. Bit much. And then we proceed to the best moment ever captured in cinema history. Yes. We look over, because they're in an old, like, instrument room. And is that where it is? Yeah, there's, like, old dusty drums and, like, horn instruments there you can see. I, I apparently did not know. I thought they were in like just a basement somewhere. That's I think that's why he has a metronome playing, which he's not keeping in time with. So whatever. 
But you could say that that's also kind of like the underlying reference to that being used in hypnosis as well. Yeah. But I think I'm giving air and graces, but whatever. And he looks over as yeah, Lobos yeah, is playing the violin and he smiles really happily. Pee-wee's like, oh, he's going to save me. And Lothos just shakes his head. Realizing, and Pee-wee realizes his husband's going to let him die. And then he gets staked. And he, he, he grips the stake and in a dramatic moment he growls at her, you're going to wish you'd died, and slides down. And then stands up again. Ah! <laughs> with, with <laughs> and And massively slapstickly overplays the pain he's in he's while this... he's being staked which well, is... I don't think he overdoes the pain I think he's <laughs> underdoing it he's, well, you know just like, okay. he's, he's, he's treating Ooh. it like he stumped his toe ah, he's like ah, ah. he like he kicks the wall a few times like, ah, ah. Ah. we'll play a bit of the audio if we can remember no we will not maybe we will we won't Watch the movie. That part's really funny. Yeah, it's genuinely it's the, honestly the best death the scene, funniest fucking thing I have it, ever seen. Yeah, I just assumed he was going to do the whole like do that and then and then stop and pull the stake out. And for some reason, he's like immune to stakes or something. No, no. I, I, that's what I, I just we were watching it the whole time, being like, oh well, he's obviously not actually dying. He's just comedically overegging it. No, <laughs> it's just the piss it's, out no, of he just. But no, he's just comedically over. Yeah. It's just Paul Rubens like ad libbing on yeah, set. Yeah, that was an ad lib. He just did that, and they they loved it so much they kept it. And in. it's the best bit of the movie. It's literally the best part because then then he's like ah, and then collapses, and then the scene carries on as normal. Like yeah. they didn't just see the best fucking thing that's ever been captured on camera. Yeah. Um, and then we cut back to to uh, Pike and Benny fighting. And he just holy waters him with the flasks that he usually has liquor in. And Where that... did he get holy water from? I don't know. I mean, to be fair, it's America. There's probably way more churches around there. I mean, true, true. But I, I think I think you might get some questions if you just went into one and go, hey, can I just have some of your holy water? Well, they tend to be in fountains that you can just go near. They're, they're not guarded. They do I guess just... they are. They, I mean, I know they, the ones... They, they tend to kind of just be there. And the ones I've been to, they are, tend to be at the back of the hall. So I guess yeah. you could just go you in. You could just, do that. Yeah. I mean, you might get a couple of funny looks, but I, and I don't <laughs> think they'd really stop you, provided that you weren't putting anything in there weird. I'm now thinking of It's just a weird thing to happen. I am now thinking about the difficulties or lack thereof of. Um... I mean, to, or to be fair, he could have just filled his flask with water because holy water is literally just a, ple- a priest has blessed it. So you're suggesting like maybe he got he, he very he, quickly. He, took, he was like he went into a confession booth and went, dude, could you like? I mean, he's in fucking Beverly Hills. He probably slipped the fucking dude a 50 and got him to, like, bless it. Now, like, for, for a couple of years ago, for a joke, he decided to get himself ordained online. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not really come up, but, you know, he's like, oh, shit, I can probably bless this. And then, yeah, it turns yeah, out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. We just don't know. Yeah. Um, so Lothos is, like, doing his creepy... Oh, oh no, no, uh, there is... Because, yeah, when he gets the holy water splash in his face and then they, they kind of have a scuffle and then he pushes him into... That um, no no uh, that's your it's out of sequence because oh, it's it? cut oh. very quickly. Oh okay. So okay. you see him like because he goes oh things change Ben he goes oh what's up with that Pike then it cuts ex- like straight to Lothos trancing Buffy. Oh okay yeah sorry. And he's like doing the whole thing of like oh look into my eyes trance blah 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 blah, and you can see he's going to kill Buffy. He's going to drink drink her blood and she's going to die. And then it cuts back to Pike and Benny scuffling mm. where. 
Pike uses the advantage and shoves him into an electrical box, stopping the music. And then it cuts back to, you know, Buffy and and Lothos. And Buffy's like, wait a minute. When the music stops, the rest is silence. That's what he was going to say. And Lothos is like, um, that, maybe get entranced again, please. And she's, she's not, she's not buying it. She's not getting, like, she's not getting tricked by him anymore. And (laughs) she gets fully sassy with him. And he, he's trying to, he's like, look at me, we're joined. And she's like, joined? Please. And they fight. <laughs> and he's very upset. And she manages to get away in the scuffle. And he's like, you're, you're just like the other girls. And then she's like, maybe I'll surprise you. Because Buffy is still kind of a feminist. But she also knows that she's better than regular women. <laughs> because she was written by a man. <laughs> <laughs> and she holds a cross out and he goes oh really your does this one make you different your puny faith please which i think is really powerful and is a testament to rutger hauer's acting that he managed to do the big kind of overpronounced please with those teeth yeah that's that is impressive pure wow master of his craft absolutely and he sets fire to the cross in her hand. Well, yeah, he like grabs hold of it, and rather than him being set on fire by the, the cross, the cross sets on fire, and and she he goes, "No, my keen fashion sense," and then pops a, a miniature bottle of hairspray and flamethrowers the prick in the face, and uses this to run away. And I always thought the effect for this looked stupid. Yes, because it's just like they've overlaid. On on the the image of him just standing there going, ooh, ooh, that's a bit spicy. Fire. And it just looks so silly and weird. I mean, be careful, because what you're doing here is insulting the entire special effects department, like, budget of this film. <laughs> okay, fair. I fucked up. I'm sorry. I didn't realise that all the money went into this, this one is why scene. The va- this is why, why the vampires couldn't turn to dust when they were staked. This because is that, that one you know, fire actually, scene. Thinking yeah. on it, actually, nearly everything has been a special effect. This is actually one of the very few visual effects in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, all right, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so Buffy uses this to run off, and then it cuts to the um, the dance hall where all the vampires have just been staked and they're dead. And, yeah, and this, Principal this kind of just... Boyle is just giving them detention slips. <laughs> Detentions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, he's like, detention? Det- to all of these teenagers with stakes sticking out dead. of their chest. <laughs> like, who are dead? dead. Just, like, he literally, in the post-credits also, scene, he's talking about them being dead. Are we, are we supposed to understand that, like, Pike killed them all? I think so. Because otherwise, the rest of the... the you do see... I think Because otherwise, then the oh, rest of the... Is it Tiffany? I can't remember. Mm. One of Buffy's friend groups kind of go, just like, like really gently stake somebody. Yeah, like in the neck. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's like, okay, that's... Like, was it the kids that, that finished off all the vampires? Because if they did, then why do we even need why a slayer? Why is it just... what? Okay, and the, and, the, and the parents did nothing, and you're telling me there's no chaperones there at all. There's just the principal? And that's this is what I mean. I there find was a bunch of believe. there was a bunch of thirty five year olds, but they were playing uh, teenagers. <laughs> oh, oh, they were just like they. Oh, they they were just pretending to be teenagers because it was a uh, kink thing. I don't fucking know. Um, 
And Buffy comes back in. And Kimberly has a panic attack and gets, like, bonked in the head by Principal Boyle. Yeah, he does assault a student. He, he yeah, assaults yeah, a student, yeah. Um, and she comes back and she's looking a bit rough. And honestly, I dig it. She looks great. And then I've written... <laughs> Lothos has entered the chat because he kicks the wall in with a fucking katana. Yeah, I, I, my notes say that... And Lo- tries to speak badly. <laughs> yeah, my my, uh, my notes say uh, Lothos bursts through the wall and unleashes a katana, proving he's worse than a vampire. He's a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then he says... I'll say it no. I'll have you beg, split open like rotted fruit, all of you. But you can see how hard he is fighting to keep those teeth in his mouth when he says <laughs> split open like rotted fruit. Yeah, that's, that's a real harsh set of vowels. And that's, they, uh... that's the take they went with. I want to see the other takes where those teeth fly the fuck out of his head. I am, I am reminded of uh, when I, I, I went uh, I went to see uh, the Mighty Boosh um, oh, live years and years and years ago. And it was on one of the really early dates of the tour. And um, I can't remember the name of the character, but when one of them plays like the guitarist who's got the the, the door in his forehead. Is that and the guy with it, like the big false teeth? Yeah, and he's got big false teeth. And he's got the false teeth in for playing that character. And he can't like, he can't like put fixident in, or yeah, any yeah, so, kind of fixative in there because he needs to costume change. Yeah, because they're constantly changing which characters mm. they're playing. And he had, to, he, so he had some fake teeth in, but then like he's talking and then they literally fly out of his <laughs> mouth at one point and he has to catch them and then put them straight back in. Good reflexes. Whilst, they're, whilst everyone is trying not to corpse. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty dope. It was, it was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. Mm. But anyway, so... Principal Boyle is like, that's definitely not a student, and we can tell why he's the principal, folks. Observational skills like that. Um, he do- he has a moment, uh, Lothos has a moment with Buffy, and is like, oh, you're my destiny, I could never hurt you. And I thought it was quite a nice little touch, that because he puts the sword next to her throat and his hand on the other side of her head. Mm. But... He is pushing her head against the blunt end of the he is. sword. Yeah, I noticed. That. I I picked up on this. Yeah, how much? That is such a clever little bit because he doesn't want to just cut her head off. He wants to kill her with his mouth. Yep. He wants yeah. to kill her like he killed that sentence about rotten fruit a couple of months yeah. ago. That's what he wants, and I thought that was very clever and and absolutely Rodger Howard doing that himself. <laughs> um. So she she does backflips because she wants to stake him, but she doesn't have a stake nearby. And there's a California flag barricading the door. Yeah, the California Republic flag. Or so whatever. she backflips towards it and is like, "I'm gonna fucking stake you with a flag." She doesn't, but that's fine. Uh, so they have like a bit of a, they have a weak ass fight. The fight, the fight choreography in this is not good at all. It's terrible. It's shot it, very it, it's, poorly. It's full on Power Rangers level. It's not great. And like Pike jumps on his back to kind of distract him. And he gets yeeted into like a table and he, he gets humbled pretty hard. And then he's like, oh, I'm, he, he keeps calling her a bitch during this. And I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, Lothos doesn't drink the respect women blood. Yeah, he ran out. He ran out because he hates women, I guess. <laughs> And just as he's like rearing up to like cut her up, he she stakes him, and he goes, "Okay, now I'm really pissed off." And then she like does a spin kick and kicks it into his chest cavity even harder. And his last words are, "Oops." 
<laughs> he falls over and then being the dramatic bitch he is as he has the death rattle exhale he brings up his cloak and covers his face <laughs> <laughs> he's like Ugh. and i'm like okay that's dramatic that. to the end dramatic bitch i love it and buffy goes over having having defeated lothos sits on pike's legs and is like hey you okay and he's obviously He's very worse for wear. He's been up all night fighting vampires, getting his ass kicked. And then he's got Lothos just, like, like breaking the bat with him, basically. And he's like, no, I can't feel my legs. And she's like, well, why not? And he's like, because you're sitting on them, which I think is quite cute. That's quite fun. <laughs> I, I do want to call out Buffy, though, here, because she does something really fucked up. Well, So, they're looking around... And and uh, and Pike's like, oh, did we do this? No, he goes, did I do or that? Or did I do did I do that? And yes, you did. No, he didn't. Um, because like most of the vampires there, as far as we're led to believe, he's the one that dealt <laughs> with that killed- problem. Yeah. And Buffy's like, no, like no, and and he's he like, goes, oh, did, did you, you do that? that? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, no, you fucking didn't, Buffy. <laughs> you killed one vampire in this room. Yeah, the biggest one. The biggest. The one. biggest, meanest one with the worst teeth. But the whole, the whole thing? No, you didn't. You are. I can't believe Buffy Summers steals valor. Wow, wow. Okay, but yeah. Um, and then nineties music plays, and they get on Pike's bike as the sun rises and drive off to, I don't know, go like have a little bit of the over the over the sweater action or something. I don't fucking yeah. know. <laughs> Whatever teenagers do. <laughs> um, but then we have the credits. Okay, yeah, so yeah. after after like a bit of the credits, which for some reason, and this is this is meaningless, but it points out the first thing you see is Candy Clark as Buffy's mom. Yeah, and then yeah, there's a massive gap, and then it's starring, and I'm like, why and is has Buffy's the main mom? Cast. And then it has the main cast. I'm like, why is that? Yeah, so I forgot important? to check. I forgot to check why that's the case, but it yeah. just is the case. It was for some it was reason. weird. But then and then after a couple of seconds of black screen, you get a news report of the credits roll. Wait, it starts off with Andy being like, they were, they were, they were, they were driven. Oh, no. they, they I got, were... I got the complete quote here. Oh, please, um, yes. He's like, they had fangs. They were biting people. They had this look in their eyes, totally cold, like an animal. I think they were young Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you see a bunch of them like interviewed about the ordeal, and then after all that black screen. And then it cuts back to Pee Wee Herman getting back up. Ah! Ooh! Ah! Ugh! Clunk. And then he's actually dead. <laughs> Which, the gleeful laughter that came out of me, I cannot, yeah. I cannot understate how much fun that was. Yeah. Um, just, just that scene. And that is the 1992 Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Excellent. What do we think, gentlemen? Well, oh, wait, the, no, we need to talk about the trivia okay, and all yeah. the facts first. I've, okay. got, I've got my few little bits of trivia. Hit this it, is, Swibble it. This is just apparently what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it checks out. So, um, now obviously we've we've made a lot of fun of, of Joss Whedon and his writing. Um, it's throughout it's this. easy to, but the, th- but the thing is, you know, obviously this was like, so very early on in his career, all the tro- like you know, I, I made I made fun of like you know the the person falling into the, onto the other person, which is a trope in his writing. Mm. But at this point, it wasn't because we well, we I haven't seen it. If so, I can know. just say, it's like a lot of like, uh, especially because at the time you didn't really get media like this where because yeah. like it 
might not seem a lot to people now, considering the representation and, and stuff like that. It's, we still have a very long yeah. way to go, don't get me well, wrong. But I will say at the time, that kind of movie or like something like that was so important to me as a young girl. Yeah. And like even if it's not perfect and it's written by a fucking idiot, that was still this movie was still very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um but what but yeah, uh so obviously this was like very very early in his career and the thing is he actually like got was really unhappy with this movie and like l- like left the set. Like he refused to be on set because uh, that must have made the actors they made, so much happier. They made so many changes to his script. And yeah, that probably did make the actors happier. Because uh, if you don't know, yeah, um, Joss Whedon is famously really abusive on set, uh, especially to women. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, so he, he left he left the set. There is actually a comic, uh, I think it's called The Origin Origins or something like that, that is basically his version of what this movie what he wanted it to be which is a bit more serious and i think is more in line with like the tv show continuity mm. um he really did not get on well with uh, donald sutherland was like really publicly how called him you, a dick how could you not get on with donald Sutherland? i mean i don't know much about uh, for one simple politics. reason uh, which is that uh donald sutherland did not pay attention to his script and would just ad lib all the time <laughs> yeah but merrick like <laughs> that it's one of the best performances in this fucking movie. Uh, yeah, he said. Uh, uh, Whedon said that. Yeah, that makes the uh, parts of the movie incomprehensible because of uh, things that Merrick says. I what? don't think I it's don't that think bad. So. But um, but there's the, the movie's incomprehensible in other areas. Yeah. But, but yes, yeah, so I'm I'm, the things that are bad about. It, I'm not going to put all on the face of, of Whedon as much as I want mm. to. Um, but uh, but you know this was a bit of studio interference. Yeah. Um, which you know might explain why the movie critically fared really badly, but it was a commercial success, and of course it led to the TV show, which we that was had. another big uh, formative thing yeah. in my life, and a lot of other young people, especially young queer people. Mm. And it, you know, um, we had a lot of control, more control of that, which is why it's uh, darker and grander and all that, and a lot of things uh, were changed. Um, you, you know things, things like Buffy's are like parents completely different. Completely different. Her dad's a deadbeat, but yeah. her mum's like actually really dumb. Yeah, she's younger as well. She's like a freshman. She's, she's like fourteen, fifteen in like the, the, fir- in the yeah, first series, and yeah. rather than being a senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, you know, there's, there's a fair amount, a fair amount of changes, and you know, it, it led to a series that means a lot to a lot of people, even if you know a lot of slightly shitty things happened on set. Um, as mentioned before, Paul Rubin's appearance is based on his mugshot. Um, it's pretty dope. And yeah, he did he cameos in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. In that, that uh, that guy's, which is very fun. And yeah, uh, Amelin is the character's name, which I think you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I, I wanted to just kind of briefly touch upon uh, the thing that does kind of make the movie slightly difficult to watch if you know about this. Now... I I know I enjoyed the movie just fine, but um, after this movie, Christy Swanson lost the woman her mind. Who Buffy. Yeah, she went crazy. Uh, she is like right now in 2024 a huge Donald Trump fan. She is like her entire Twitter timeline huh. is just 
if you have Shinigami eyes on uh, on your browser, you are going to be blinded by all the red from every single person she retweets. She is on the level of retweeting, talking to, and liking Cat Turd 2 tweets. Um, if you don't know, be glad. Yeah, and to uh, it's one of those things where uh, you you go through it and you go, I don't know what is in someone's heart, but what I can tell is that she is vocally in favour of people who are fascists being in control. So that does sour the movie a little mm, bit when yeah. you're watching yeah, it. And okay, you know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. She's also a longtime friend of Dean Kane, which is her greatest. Which sin. is such a cell phone. <laughs> Not even Dean Kane wants to be friends with Dean Kane. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, I hate Dean Kane so Me much. Too, I hate Dean Kane. Uh, but yeah. Oh, um, uh, I also a nice little tidbit on this movie to, to kind of a bit of a, a uh, cleanser. Mm? The on-set dresser's name was Rocky Slaymaker. That is an amazing name. I was just like, oh. Oh my no. god, Rocky Slaymaker, oh. yes! <laughs> oh shit, uh, just, just another thing, uh, as a connection to um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series, mm-hmm. uh, there is uh, like a three second clip in there where Seth Green, who plays a werewolf uh, called Oz, Oz yeah. in, uh, in the series, uh, he's a vampire, you see him for like three seconds. Mm-hmm. And, I did know, I, I was saw like... that he was in and I was looking out for him, but I didn't spot him. Yeah, he's, he's very quick. It's like it, he did apparently, if if I if I remember correctly, he did have like a more a scene where you got to see him a bit more completely, but it got cut. Yeah, yeah. But he is still in there for a couple of seconds. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, but yes, okay, gentlemen, who wants to talk about how they felt about this movie? Um, Drama, Matt, we haven't heard from you in a while. Um, yeah, I I tried to I ignored all of those various. I mean, I didn't know about the whatever the. Actors call I've forgotten her name. Um, uh, Christy Swanson. Buffy. Christy yeah, Swanson. I didn't know about yeah. that. Um, Christy. Christy. Who cares? She's a yeah. Christy. Christy Swanson. I, can't, I can, cannot remember her name for some reason. It's not important. Yeah. Um, so I sort of watched it separate to all that, but still, like, I don't know. Yeah. Wasn't if you great. hated it, I'm. I hope. I hope it wasn't. Glad I watched it. It's been on my list for ages. So no, 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 no. You know, don't, okay. don't regret watching it at all. But. Yeah, I'm not going to be scoring it that highly, to be honest. It was it was sort of not great, but it wasn't bad enough to be funny a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, I get you. So it kind of has to go past that sweet spot, and it didn't quite reach that. And it's sort of whatever the word for uncanny valley, but with, you know, you, you like, yeah. Unfanny. Un- yeah. Un- unfanny. <laughs> well, unfanny. there's no fanny at all. Yeah. Where I mean, was she? I, I didn't see her. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't all bad. There were some. There were some great moments, and yeah, they say some of the you can just say Paul was, Rubin was great. Um, <laughs> Paul I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I will say it's okay if you hate this and want it to be shot, shot under the sun. I that won't affect my enjoyment. I know. Yeah, no, no that's yeah. A yeah. lot of my enjoyment is pure nostalgia because this movie is what I needed at the time of my youth. So I yeah, fully yeah, no, no, understand no, no, it. Yeah, as yeah, an yeah. adult going back and just being like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> so be as mean as you'd like. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Do you want my score? Yeah. So just to remind everyone, these scores are wholly subjective. No, so, mine isn't. Mine isn't. Apart from Snipes, which is completely objective. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine Snipes always is, is, but like you know, yeah. the other guys they try. These are wholly yeah. subjective. So you know, um, what what is what is the score out of five that you give Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Out of five. Oh, yeah, out of five. I was thinking it was out of ten. No, give me a second. Out of ten. Out of ten. Shit. Out of ten. Out of ten. What the hell? Oh yeah. I was just debating. And I was like, oh, I don't want to give it this score out of five. I'm going to go with a four. What's the sitch, babe? Why are you like... No, I'm going to say three. I'm going to say three. Three? Three! Yeah. Sorry, Buffy. That's the lowest one. That's okay. Yeah, that's the lowest rating. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I can't. 
I can't blame you. Uh, shall I go next? So so we'll let the let yeah. you the the expert, go like have, have the yeah. final thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think, baby? Okay. So my I I actually right now I do not know what I'm going to score it. Okay. Um, Ooh, because I am very torn with this movie. Because on the one hand, um, this movie sucks. Yeah, like, um, like, like it's, it's not been put together well. At it's all. A, it's not very well made. Its story is not particularly comprehensible. Quite often, that's Donald it's, Sutherland's fault. It's it's quite <laughs> it's quite cheap in a lot of areas, um, and I would have. And if it was if it was just that, it would be no. It would be a no brain to just score it really low. It's just a bad movie, but. I do really enjoy the performances of a lot of the actors. I think that if they are yeah. not like just completely chewing the scenery and having great fun with it, um, then they are just actors who are just quite personable. I think the cast is actually pretty good, excluding um, the obvious. To be fair, she's in this movie. She's great. In this, this before, yeah, like, like you know, the, the aliens <laughs> corrupted her brain. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Like I say, I, it makes it. It can make it awkward when you when you 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 think I mean, about like, an actor. But I oh, just to be clear, like I am not judging her acting by her present day views. I think she's actually really good in this movie. Um, but and I, I think that's the thing. The cast makes what should be a shite movie watchable like it makes it makes occasional moments really quite fun yeah but it's still a terrible movie and i i don't i'm i'm because i'm sitting there and i'm going like i gave fucking mighty morphin power rangers the movie <laughs> i think a five and i'm like can i can i live with myself if i give this movie a worse score than mighty morphin power rangers the movie <laughs> which you? i think is a i think is a much worse movie but I do have more fun with it because I have more nostalgia for it. Well, we're not really judging how well mm. it was put together. Well, it was part like of it, you know. But like it is just kind of, well, it can yeah, be it's part of it. But you decide the metric. Yeah, which you, which yeah, you that's the thing. I'm, I'm having. Do a... you want to hear what I feel before you give your number? No, no. I think I think I've got it. I think I've got. It. I think I am. I am gonna have to give it like. I think it might have to be a four. Okay. Um, I do, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's a four <laughs> because it is just quite bad and it is just me- and it just has some really good moments because i enjoy the actors mm-hmm. doing their thing but like i don't have the nostalgia for it to mm. like that that is a massive to have thing. that extra bit of if you don't have that there it will make it seem a lot worse yeah so you yeah give it so a four, four. Give it a four. four. Yeah. okay okay now do you want to hear strong my start. Score? strong start okay 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 Okay. 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 Yeah. Now, I have mentioned before, this was one of my favorite movies growing up as a little child. Yep. Understandable. In the, in the bush, uh, where I grew up in the bush, obviously. Um, it was nice, again, to see a blonde person who is considered stupid and a woman actually kick ass. Mm-hmm. Even if, yeah, no, it wasn't put together well. And I am looking a lot through nostalgia vision. And I will say what makes this movie great to me apart from just having a bit of representation is the acting in it and how yeah like they are like fucking Paul Rubens and and, and Rutger Hauer and Donald Sutherland and and all of them they're just so charming and so entertaining and like that yeah the the staking scene with with Pee Wee Herman's character is so funny 
to this day, I think it's hysterical. I oh, love it is! It, it is it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I, I, and the fact is, that I genuinely love that. makes it so much better. I, I love that scene so much. It's so fucking funny. And if the movie was that scene on its own, it, it, ten. that's probably the best part. Perfect ten. Just that one, thirty seconds long. <laughs> ten out of ten. Perfect movie. <laughs> Citizen Kane. Fucking who? Mm. Fuck that. No. <laughs> Honestly, I'm. I. I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven. Okay. Which I know is like, it's a bit higher. That's fine. But since I could watch this because I have the nostalgia there. And I just, I just like it. I can't. Yeah, help that's it. fine. Don't you don't need to justify yourself. And more. I appreciate. I have skewed. I have skewed the ratings so badly <laughs> by giving it a seven. But I genuinely feel that that's fair because it is. It's got so many problems. But the I, and normally I would give it just a flat like four or five. Mm. But the the acting and the chewing of the scenery is so enjoyable. I cannot. I cannot help That's it. completely fair. That yeah, is completely yeah, fair. Yeah. So that means that Buffy the Vampire Slayer has got a 4.7. Which is the same as the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Which feels fair, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're both bad movies for different reasons. It, so does mean that it does mean that it is not the worst movie we have seen by this metric because Gorgo does go below that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, yeah, as, as we all of them that have had a point have been a point seven. They've either been an eight point seven or a four point seven. Hmm. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, there'll they, 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 be a point three or a point seven, won't they? Yeah, there'll be a point three, point seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maths. Yeah, because there's three of us. But but um, yeah. yeah, but yeah. So that was my pick. That and was the next pick. pick is Drumbly Bum. Hey, well, thank you for suggesting it. Thank yes. you. I'm glad, and and I'm glad that you guys could at least enjoy it, and it wasn't like I because. Whenever I want to suggest something, I don't want it to be boring to sit through. I want it to be, if it's bad, I want it to be entertainingly bad. Mm. You know what I mean? I think the nature of this means that most of the time we're going to avoid boring films, at mm. least. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think what's probably going to happen over time is that there's probably going to be a bit of a shifting of how we grade things. Because, oh, definitely. you know... Well, like, we're still learning. Yeah. Still figuring it out. Because, you know, right now, we had Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, to, like, set our standards as to what uh, what we consider good and bad. And that's a really bad yardstick. <laughs> <laughs> So far, so far, we haven't. We we even when we've had something that's been kind of bad, it's at least had a little bit of charm to at least some of us. So yeah, I, uh, yeah. we've we've not got lower than a four yet. Uh, and considering some of the movies we watched, I think that's that's gone pretty well. Uh, yeah. But for our next movie, yes, what are we going to be watching, Matt? So I kind of forgot that I, it was my choice. So I've been thinking about it on on the fly in the last ten minutes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the no, 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 I had an idea then anyway. So last time we spoke about not having any 80s films yet, which yes. prompted me to look up what are some good 80s, or like some 80s films that I haven't seen. And there is three that stood out to me in the top sort of, you know, the top grossing charts. And I appreciate, you know, grossing doesn't at all mean good or not, like, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But yep. I was like, okay, which one Which one of these have I I've just never seen in its entirety? One of which is currently available on streaming services. So that made the decision for me. <laughs> um, we are going to watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh! Because I've, yeah. I've never seen it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. And okay, I've been okay, meeting okay. to for ages and just can't find the excuse. So I'm going to use this as an excuse. I'm actually real excited. 
Because I okay. have memories. I I have good memories of that movie. I haven't. I've not seen it. I've seen it maybe once or twice. Yeah, that, that was years and years mm, and years ago. Yeah, I've, I I used I I used to have it on VHS, like a you know co- taped off the TV VHS. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you could so you could bootleg. pause it in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I watched it mostly if before that seen, age. Group. Okay, I've seen Jessica Rabbit's Pussy. It's fine. It's I mean, so I think that's the it. only thing I know about it. I'm going to be shocked when I found out what this film is about. Actually, oh, that, <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, well, why isn't she flashing her fucking labia? What is this shit? <laughs> fucking there's a cartoon rabbit fuck off yeah. anyway Give this episode me cartoon labia yeah. this episode is way too long as it is okay yeah. so um thank you very much for listening everybody yeah. remember we are watching for the next one who framed Roger rabbit let us know what you thought about Bobby the vampire slayer in uh, in the comments uh, if you thought it was a masterpiece like I obviously did. <clears throat> um, but yeah, thank you very much, <laughs> and we shall see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.